Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field at Seals Grove Area High School, and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai at Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11-15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Dave Hess. Tonight, it's the 2-3 and three Seals Grove Seals hosting the 3-2 and two Loyal Sock Lancers. Is the Seals only meeting with the Loyal Sock Lancers was a year ago, and Seals Grove won that game 34-7. to The Seals are trying to bounce back following a loss last week to the Berwick Bulldogs 23-7. to The Seals' touchdown was a defensive touchdown, and that was all they were able to muster up a week ago against a very good undefeated Berwick team. But they did hold Berwick under the scoring average of 33 points per game. The defense was led by Ryan Allman with 11 tackles, eight of them solo, and two tackles for loss. Sophomore linebacker Brandon Heil got his first start of the season, and he contributed by recording five tackles and one tackle for a loss. As I bring in Dave Heston to the conversation, the Berwick quarterback last week, Ryan Lawball, was frustrated by the Seals all night long. He only completed 38% of his passes. Outside of some big plays, the defense played very well. Yes, they did. As a matter of fact, I thought uh, the defense played like they were a little angry last week, and I think you have to have a little bit of that. Um, I I love the pressure they put on the quarterback. I love the pursuit that the defense uh, put out last week, and they hit with Berwick all night long. And and it was they they convinced Berwick that they're a good football team. They certainly did. And on the offensive side of the ball, unfortunately for the Seals Grove Seals against Jersey Shore, Southern, and Berwick a week ago, the offense is not scored, averaging only 30 yards per game and combined for just seven first downs. Running and passing game is non-existent, and just one for ten on third downs. What could we see different tonight that maybe would give us a sense that they can kind of build on something offensively as they move throughout the second part of the season? Well, first of all, the, the wins that we have against Lewisburg and Chickalemi, we saw our run game come alive. And and I I was just talking to Coach Hicks about that, and and he said that uh, you know he, he feels that that would be a key tonight, to get that run game going. I, I completely agree with him. And you know what? This is as good a time as any. Let, let's let's jump on the wagon. Let's get those let's get those horses the ball and, and turn them loose. Get the running game going to be able to balance out and maybe get a good offensive attack here tonight. Again, trying to move into the second part of the season at a high level. Now the Seals defense will have to play well against Loyal Sock. Uh, good offense, a balanced attack. They have paced them in three wins, starting with quarter, uh, junior quarterback Chase Cavanaugh. He's 48 for 94, 862 yards, eight touchdowns, and five interceptions. And freshman running back Davian Hill leads the team with 323 yards on 70 carries. While this defense is going to be in for another big test. Well, you know, Loyal Sock always brings uh, athletes to the table, no matter what sport they're running. Um, they have athletes, and and this team is no different. I, I really think that what we need to do is we we need to get pressure on their quarterback early. 
We've got to get pads on their quarterback early in the game and get inside his head. And that freshman running back, we've we've got to gang tackle that kid from play one. We've just, he is a very talented kid. We've got to fly to the ball, and, and we've got to also get some pads on him early. And you talk about their what they need to do defensively against a freshman running back in Hill, and he didn't even play in week one. We, we kind of laughed that someone must have discovered that this kid can play. And, boy, their balance attack, they've got a lot of first downs, too. I mean, this is a team that you look at first downs, they're averaging 13 first downs a game. So you know that they're moving the chains and working the ball methodically down the field, which uses a lot of time. Again, it's going to put a lot of stress on that defense. One huge advantage I think we have is that we played Berwick last week, and we found out that our defense can be pretty effective against a pretty good team. So I think that that's a bonus for us. And you took at, you look at their uh, receiving standpoint, Laurel Sock has an average of four different guys catching a ball each game. And one guy, the main receiver, Reese Watkins, he goes 6'2", and that's another big size difference. And we saw Berwick expose that a week ago. Boy, you would think from a defensive standpoint that defensive back coach and Chip Mall really zero in on that and how they got to do a better job against that size. Uh, no question. You've got to get those those guys some help. Um, one of the things that uh, Coach Hicks had, had talked about was the fact that they could go some cover two tonight, which would give us two deep safeties. So you would have, you would have basically – um, two-on-one situations with those tall receivers. I think that'll work. If you, anytime you bring a safety like Hoover into the mix, you, you can pretty much eliminate any nonsense. And we'll see if he's a big part of what goes on here tonight. One thing he could be a big part of is the way he brings it and able to maybe knock the ball loose. They have a, Loyal Psych has 11 fumbles this year. They've only lost six of them, but when you fumble, you waste the play. So if you can get in there and get your hat in there and cause that ball to come loose, that's where the defense could have a great opportunity to really have a big impact and maybe, as they did a week ago, get into the scoring column. Well, we got a lot more to talk about when it comes to the Seals tonight and their opponent, the Lowell Sox Lancers, here on Seals Game Day. But we're also going to preview the other games being heard as a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, including Chickalemi Braves. They'll be heard on 100.9 the Valley tonight. And then the Lewisburg Green Dragons will also be on 100.9 the Valley, but they're playing tomorrow night. Plus, we'll hear from the head coach, Derek Hicks, all part of Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Hey, everyone. Now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup, and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at errands.com. Hope to see ya. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new 2019 Jeep Renegade up to $4,500, and we have over 25 to choose from. It's going to be a fun month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Watto Chiropractic. We provide care for your injuries and back pain that doesn't use drugs and avoids the risks of surgery. Hi, this is Dr. Watto. If you're suffering, call us. The sooner you begin care, the sooner you can get relief. We'll help you recover naturally. Call Watto Chiropractic at 570 539 2600. 
or visit us on the web at wadochiropractic.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the two for four dollars super snack: regular fries, cheeseburger, pretzel sticks, any size soft drink, small sundae, two piece chicken strips, mix and match any two. And also try the new cinnamon roll shake. Tell the whole stadium fan food before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. As we mentioned, this is just the second time these two teams have played. Seals Grove won the game a year ago, 34-7 over the Lancers. The Seals were able to jump out to a 21-7 halftime lead on Joe Kahn touchdown run and two defensive touchdowns. Swineford had a touchdown, and when he picked up the ball on a fumble and took it in for score, Josh Nyland on a 95-yard interception return of a Chase Cavanaugh pass, and that was able to pace the Seals Grove Seals in the first half. Seals Grove would limit Loyal Sock rushing attack to just 26 yards on 26 carries. Joe Kahn had his best game of his senior year, carrying the ball 24 times, 168 yards, and two touchdowns. We'll talk more about this matchup between the Lancers and the Seals. But first, Shikolimi is on the road again. A long trip. They're going up to Central Mountain to take on the Wildcats. Both teams looking to get their first win of the season. Let's hear from the voice of the Shikolimi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. Thank you very much, Pat. Kevin Hur, along with the Chief Dave Ritchie here at Central Mountain High School, where the Braves take on Central Mountain. The Wildcats coming in at 0-5 on the season. Shikolimi also 0-5 on the season. But this is a Central Mountain team that can really throw the football. I mean, right now, Zane Probst, the senior, already has almost 900 yards in the air and eight touchdowns on the season. It's been the running game that's really struggled. Stark and Pence leading the way, but those guys put together only have not even 150 yards on the ground. Braves defense has had trouble with the pass game the last couple of weeks, Chief. Well, it sounds like that Central Mountain has uh, maybe a little bit of trouble with their offensive line, uh, not being able to open holes. That's not a lot of yardage for a, a team that should, you know, should probably have like four or 500 yards on the ground. Uh, we'll see. I think the Braves uh, have run up against two pretty good offensive lines in the last two weeks with with uh, Jersey Shore and Seals Grove. So it'll be a test for them. But again, Kevin, we run into a passer, and it seems every week, uh, except maybe for week two, we've, we've had that situation where they have a, a team that throws the ball well and has the receivers. And, uh, you know, the Braves have been a little suspect in their pass defense. Well, you know, both of these teams uh, have probably had this game circled on their schedule. This starts a run of the second half where three of five games on the Braves' schedule are games where they should match up pretty well. If they want to make the playoffs, the run has to start tonight. I think once the Braves get one victory, that uh, it'll, it'll make things a lot easier for them when they play teams that they, they feel they, sh- they, they match up well and should beat. And again... You know, you never know. We, you know, you're looking at Lewisburg and Shemokin as the two teams that probably are the better teams left on the schedule. And you get a win against Central Mountain. You get a win against uh, Holy Redeemer. And, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen when, when you play Shemokin. 
Well, tonight it's Shikolami and Central Mountain. Game time is set for 7 o'clock. Air time tonight on 100.9 The Valley as we move over to WVLY and WVLY.com due to Penn State football. Air time set for 6.30. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, try County Tag. Your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Try County Tag Service. Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Try County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Why are you running around the yard? I'm clocking my time. For what? For the most exciting corn maze in the area. It's that time already? Yep. Cold Stony Hill Tree Farms corn maze is open. And I want to beat last year's time. Oh, you went crazy last year in the maze. You snuck in it twice just to get a faster time. And then you were even giddier in the Christmas shop. Oh, there's so much to look at. I mean, there's nutcrackers, there's stockings, there's ornaments for every event memory. You are so corny. Check out ColdStonyHill.com for maze and Christmas shop hours. Cold Stony Hill Tree Farm on Mexico Road, Milton, or at ColdStonyHill.com. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, Weaver'sTires.com, and on Facebook. Eagle107.com Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Well, the season for the Seals has been a tale of two offenses. Against Lewisburg and Schicklin, the Seals offense averaged 31 points, 349 yards per game, and combined for 40 first downs. But on the other side of it, against Jersey Shore, Southern, and Berwick, the offense has zero offensive points, averaged 30 yards per game total, and just combined for seven first downs. Obviously, as Seals Grove fans here tonight, we're hoping the team that played against Lewisburg and Schicklin is able to show up here tonight and get a running game going and get some offensive points on the board. Dave and I will talk more about this matchup between the Seals and the Lancers, but first... Lewisburg improved a 3-2 and two with a win over Shemokin last week. Lewisburg looks to make it three wins in a row versus Bloomsburg. So it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. It is Saturday night football for the Green Dragons this week as they host the Bloomsburg Panthers in Seelands Grove's Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. The Green Dragons come into the game with a record of 3-2 and two after defeating the Shemokin Indians by a score of 28-26. Bloomsburg has a record of 2-3 and three after defeating South Williamsport by a score of 17-12 last week. Last week, 
Lewisburg fell behind Shemokin by a score of 20-7 to and then came back to take a 28-20 lead and then hang, hung on for the victory. Lewisburg's defense had three second-half interceptions and put a lot of pressure on the Shemokin quarterback. The Green Dragons rushed for 240 yards with Max Moyers rushing for 167 yards by himself. This week, Moyers needs 47 yards to become the all-time leading rusher in Lewisburg football history when he will pass Merle Moscarella. The Bloomsburg Panthers run a wide-open offense with a lot of sets with five wide receivers. Quarterback Jack Howe is a junior and is an excellent athlete who is a dual threat at his position. His main receiver is Brody Hawk, who last week had six receptions against South Williamsport and one touchdown. Lewisburg needs to limit their turnovers and play excellent pass defense again tomorrow night. It will be extremely important for the Green Dragons to get pressure on the Bloomsburg quarterback and shut down their running game, making them one-dimensional. Game time is Saturday night at 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVOY.com. For the first time in Aubrey Alexander Toyota history, we're having Lyle's Big Little Red Tent event. Thursday, September 26th through Monday, September 30th, all vehicles will be drastically reduced. Over 155 pre-owned vehicles on location and almost 2,000 in all. Don't miss out on Lyle's Big Little Red Tent event saving sale absolutely ends September 30th at 8 p.m. Only at Aubrey Alexander Toyota on the Strip in Sealands Grove. Tell them Johnny say it. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Injury pay- Pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, Eagle107.com Tomorrow afternoon, the Bison hosts Princeton at Christie. Join Doug Birdsong, Kevin Herr for the pregame show at 3, kickoff 3.30 on Eagle107, Eagle107.com on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com. Take a moment to recognize our Blaze Alexander for a tough game of the week. It'll be the 4-1 Danville Ironman traveling to take on Central Columbia with a record of 3-2. and two. Again, that's our Blaze Alexander for a tough game of the week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander for where it's worth the ride, drive to Route 45. We'll keep an eye on that one as we go throughout the game here tonight. 
Well, Dave, as we continue to break this game down, getting ready for the Lancers and the Seals, we know last week Berwick's touchdowns were set up by big big two plays. One was from the passing department. The other on a, on a punt return by Wilp set him up at the five-yard line. One play later, they stuck it in the end zone. Those are kind of plays that this defense is vulnerable to, and we mentioned already a little bit about making some of those adjustments, but you got to cut down on those big plays. Good, good teams will take advantage of that. And I really think that what will help them with that is it, to get keep them off the field. When when you're on your defense is on the field all night long like they were against Berwick, it's inevitable that, that things like that are going to happen. Um, other than those three plays, I mean that was really the the, the big difference in that ball game last week. Uh, and you know, it's one of the, the seals stepped up. Um, I think if we continue to get our offense rolling and, and continue to develop the offense, we'll get better. Well, you talk about those big plays. The first touchdown came after a 46-yard pass from Ryan Lombok to Sean Sheptock to the Seals 5. One play later, Wilk took it in for a touchdown. The second touchdown came two plays after Danny Schock was intercepted in Berwick territory. And then the third touchdown came after Tegan Wilk returned it 36 yards, punt return down to the 5-yard line where Mason would take it into the end zone for a touchdown. So that's the part uh, we're talking about in terms of what has to happen or what can't happen uh, against this defense and making a short field. That's a lot to ask from the defense to go along with, like you said, keeping the offense off the field, and uh, which means our offense is putting first downs together one after another. We need to be up around 14 first downs against a good team like Loyal Sock. And, you know, it's got to start, as you said it already, with a running game. It does, and and that's something that our offense is designed around. It's designed around a, a, a good, old-fashioned inside and outside run attack with zone blocking, rule blocking, and and we've got to get that thing moving. And we've got to continue to develop that offensive line, continue to develop our receivers, and give Danny time. Well, and you talk about that rushing attack. Seals' rushing attack had only 39 yards rushing. Nate Schoen was limited to just 37 yards rushing. 17 of them came on a fake punt where he was able to pick up a Seals first down. The Seals passing passing had five passes completed for just nine yards. Danny was sacked five times. And, again, Seals Grove was one for ten on third downs, so not moving the chains, having to punt it away. But when they had to punt, and the All-Star so far this year has been Wyatt Metzger, averaging 37 yards a punt. Last week against Berwick, every punt went over 37 yards. One went 60 yards, and two more were down inside the 20-yard line. And the one that was down inside the five led to the Nylon pick six for a touchdown. So he has been the star. You don't want your punter to be the star but when he has to be, Wyatt Metzger has done a very good job, and I know you've talked about his unique kind of rugby style, and it's worked for him. Yeah, he kicks those knuckleballs. It's it's hard for those guys to field those balls, and that's why he's getting those long punts because also with the angle his ball comes out, it, t- it tends to bounce and roll, and, man, it doesn't get any better than that, and Wyatt has done a tremendous job. And if he can continue to do that when they need him, he obviously a big part of that, and what that does is set up for a defense that's want to pin their ears back and get after it, and we already talked about what Seals Grove was able to do on the defensive side against Berwick, led by Ryan Allman, who did get the start last week, but I think he got the message. 11 tackles, 8 solo, 2 tackles for loss, and we talked about Brandon Heil getting his first start. He recorded 5 tackles. The only score came on the Josh Nyland pick 6 in the first quarter, and with the extra point, Seals Grove led 7-6 at that point. Berwick would run off uh, 10 unanswered points to regain the lead, and eventually they would end up winning that game 23-7, to but 
holding run, good running back and good rushing attack has been a staple of Seals Grove defense over the years. And they were able to hold the leading rusher for Berwick, Aiden Mason, just 70 yards on 14 carries. The quarterback, Ryan Lawball, was held at just 38 yards, 38% in passes. And after starting the game 6 for 9 for 117 yards, he would just complete one of his next eight passes. And we saw a quarterback on a very good undefeated team get very frustrated where a quarterback started yelling and screaming at other guys. And that, again, just shows what was going on down the field from a defensive standpoint for the Seals. Yeah, and, and you don't you don't ever want to see a kid get to that point. But on the other hand, if you're on the other sidelines, you, you love it when their quarterback gets frustrated and starts hollering and starts hollering at the players because that means that they've fallen apart. And I think that that was probably part of their demise offensively against us. We were very surprised about that. Berwick has a big matchup this week against Valley View, so a lot of people could say, well, they were looking past Seals Grove. Uh, I don't think that was the case. I think, again, we give credit to Seals Grove defense because – Berwick had the ball inside their own five-yard line, decided to go with that bunch formation that you talk about, that Curry look, bring everybody in, and they couldn't move the line of scrimmage. They couldn't get beyond the line of scrimmage, and again, end up leading to a frustrated quarterback, threw the ball away, Nyland picked it and took it in for a touchdown. That was the first time I ever saw that jumbo formation get stuffed. I really, it, really, that was that was a total surprise to me, and it was a great thing for our defense because they just they went to the next level. Played very well against a good Berwick team. Hey, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 in the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. We're going to hear from the head man, Coach Derek Hicks, at the bottom of the hour. Dave was able to catch up with him, so we'll get some up-to-the-minute perspective from the head coach who's looking to bounce back. And they did it when they lost uh, to Southern Columbia. They were able to bounce back and beat a Shikolimbi team, so they'll look to do that here and no place better to do it than at home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. So a lot still to play for here in 2019, and Derek knows that, and he's going to have his kids prepared against a good Loyal Sock team. So we're going to take a break, come back here from Headman at the bottom of the hour, all part of the uh, Sunbury Motors game day right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. Here's Kyle from WNL Subaru to introduce the new draft picks for the impressive 2020 Subaru lineup. Check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models. They offer a new rugged and sporty design and upgraded technology with 11 inches of touchscreen control. Come explore the 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models today at WNL Subaru in Northumberland or during the Bloomsburg Fair on C Avenue. Drive like a champion with a new Subaru from WNL. Find us online at WNLSubaru.com. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. 
Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, Weaver'sTires.com, and on Facebook. I was Skip at Sealands Grove Ford at the Bridge in Sealands Grove, and Skip, cash for junkers is going great, but I gotta tell you, I don't have a junker. So am I out? No, I no, Scott, we got you covered. $3,000 over NADA average trade on any new or used vehicle over $10,000 or the $3,000 for your junker. No matter what, we got you covered. Right here at Sealands Grove Ford, they have you covered at the Bridge in Sealands Grove. Offer ends 93019 on in-stock vehicles only. That's how you for trade. Tax and tax extra. $3,000 over NADA average on in-stock vehicles over $10,000 as his vehicles excluded. Eagle 107. Sales game day on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I'm Sean Carey in studio, about a half an hour away from game time tonight at 7 at Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field between the Loyal Sock Lancers and the Sealands Grove Seals. Seals fans, don't forget, you can follow us and like us on social media. We have our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107, and follow us on Twitter, Seals on Eagle 107. We'll have in game updates. From our Z-Man, the stat man, Zach Showers. Also go to Eagle107.com and click the banner, High School Football Scoreboard. We'll have constant updates all night long of games across the Valley. We'll be following Shikalemi at Central Mountain. Live coverage on 100.9. The Valley starting in just a few seconds. Also tonight, Danville at Central Columbia, Montoursville at Milton, South Williamsport at Undefeated Southern Columbia, Susquehanna at Upper Dauphin, Midwest at Penns Valley, Hughesville at Warrior Run, Mifflinburg at Mount Carmel, Williams Valley at Line Mountain, and Halifax at Tri-Valley. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, Sayre will be at Columbia Montorvo Tech, and tomorrow night at Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field, it'll be the Lewisburg Green Dragons taking on Bloomsburg, that game being played in Seawans Grove tomorrow night because of Parents' Family Weekend at Bucknell. Bucknell has a game tomorrow afternoon at 3 against Princeton. 3.30 kick. And you can hear that here also on Eagle 107. The Lewisburg-Bloomsburg game from Bullock will be tomorrow night on 100.9 The Valley. After the break, we'll have our weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals, Derek Hicks. Had a chance to speak with Dave Hess a couple seconds ago. We'll have that conversation starting lineups, national anthem, alma mater, and more as we get you close to 7 and the kick tonight between the Seals and Lancers. This is Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, driven by Sunbury Motors. TD, PAT, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker, CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, 374-7343, or visit him on Market Street in Seagulls Grove, right next to the American Legion. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020.
on Eagle 107. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. Hi, this is Dave Hess here with Coach Hicks prior to the Loyal Sox game. Coach Hicks, uh, coming off the Berwick game, it looked like that you probably had a lot, um, a lot of things that you could you could look at in a positive way uh, this week with the team. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had said last Friday I thought the defense played well. We watched the film, and you know that was the case. They were rallying to the football when they got there. Guys were were laying good hits and uh, making sure things ended. Offensively, uh, you know, it, it's one of those stories I remember many years. You saying it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of those cases. You watch the film, and it was one missed assignment, uh, play after play after play. So, um, you know, they, they did a couple things, confused our guys, and, um, you know, that was the difference. So we spent the week correcting that, looking at the film, and, uh, you know, going through what Loyal Sox going to do to them, and hopefully we got that squared away. Oh, that, that's great, Coach. I, I'm glad to hear that. Your team showed up. It looked it looked like they were a little angry last week, Coach. What what do you think was uh, brought that on? And and uh, do you think we can uh, make that happen again this week? I think so. You know, they were uh, you know we're, they were sitting at two and two last week, and you're playing a team that's state ranked uh, in, in their house. And you know, we talked all week about the upset. And, uh, you know, so that they, they, they were uh, they had their minds made up that they were going in there to win that football game and they were angry about it. And, uh, you know, so now it's more of, uh, hey, you know, defend your turf, get back to 500. Uh, we're, we're still fighting for that number one seed. And, uh, you know, that's a huge thing when you got Jersey Shore uh, and, and that field that you're trying to stay away from. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. Coach, um, any... Uh, any concerns about Loyal Sox? We're still on the defensive side of the ball. Any concerns about what we're going to see against Loyal Sox tonight? Um, absolutely. Yeah, they have uh, a kid came out this year as a senior, Reese Watkins, number 10. You'll see him um, up until last week. He, he Montoursville shut him down. He was leading the area and catches yards, touchdowns, the whole works. And, uh, you know, Montoursville was able to keep him in check. And uh, I think he fell into second place. So a kid that, uh, from what I read, hasn't played football since like seventh or eighth grade. Decided to come back out as a senior. He's a 6'2", 6'3", tall kid, real rangy, and they love to isolate him, throw those jump balls. So that's a concern. They have a freshman running back that uh, has come on the scene, is doing a nice job. And, uh, so, you know, you, you can't you can't stack up either one. They've got the run threat and the pass threat. No, that, that's for sure, Coach. And, and um, also defensively, I, I did get a look at some film, and I really I like – the matchup with our defensive front against their offensive front. What do you see there? Um, I see the same thing. You know, they've got their tackles are big boys, um, but not real fleet of foot. Um, and I'm looking at, you know, Nate Schoen, if we, when we bump him outside, uh, Trey Bainey, Nick Schaefer's actually been running a little bit of defensive line for us. Uh, so, you know, another tall, lanky, rangy kid. And uh, I, I certainly like, they've got the size advantage, but I think we definitely have the speed advantage up front. I, I completely agree. And the way you mix things up with your defense, I think that they, they're going to play confused a lot at night. Um, also, uh, to take the pressure off off your cornerbacks, they're, they're going to get a, a, a they're going to be uh, going up against some pretty tall receivers like they had the last few weeks. Um, any any plans to help them out tonight, Coach? Yeah, um, I, you're going to see some some too high safety stuff with Teague Hoover and uh, Brandon Heil bump back, and uh, you know Teague's not a tall, he's five eight, not a tall kid himself, 
but when he gets there, I'm telling you, he's looking to draw a ball loose, no doubt. And uh, Brandon's a, a taller, athletic. He's the kind of kid that, that can out-jump you for a football uh, as well as hits. So, you know, we, we can help those guys out by uh, getting those two guys back there. So, like I said, especially with Watkins and the jump ball, they like to throw to him. Yeah, and, and T. Hoover is a tough dude, man. I just I love watching that kid play. And, you know, he plays bigger than 5'8", that's for sure. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he, he thinks he's carrying about 220 back there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he, he throws his body around. He just doesn't care. Uh, I, I love that kid. He's a typical Hoover. I think we talked about that before. Um, Coach, now, uh, offensively for us tonight, what, what are the keys to our success? Uh, you know, we got to, again, we got to block assignment football. The linemen got to know where they're going. Uh, we, we switched things up, kind of simplified a little bit to help them out. And, uh, you know, we got to get Dean and Nate going because, uh, you know, just a little bit of a running game, that's going to open things up for Danny. And, uh, you know, last year we had a lot of success running the football, so we're, we're hoping to duplicate that tonight. And I, I did notice that they're running something that looks like a 3-5. Or am I wrong? Yeah, it's a, we call it uh, a five front. It's a three front, five like front. Five those, those outside backers are uh, walked up, standing on the line. Yeah, so it really looks like a five three from about 1972. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to stack the box, and, uh, you know, those upfield ends are going to try and contain everything. And I'll tell you, I mean, you watch film, Montoursville is a good football team, and they were able to limit Montoursville between the tackles with that. Where Montoursville had some success uh, was on the outside getting the edge. Okay, and it looked like they're down men are pretty active. It looks like they're slanting and sliding and doing a lot of movement inside there. Anything uh, anything you do with your, your linemen this week to help them out? Uh, no, it's just, I mean, you're familiar with the old zone scheme and uh, the, the guys got to get on those double teams and, uh, like I said, responsibility football and they'll be okay. And that'll take care of that. Coach, I also watched the special teams closely on film. I really think we have an advantage there. Yeah. I really do. Um, I actually just, I just we just had our special teams meetings, talked to the kids, and I, I told the kick return team, uh, you know, we're, we're looking for something big there. They're due yeah. for a return. The punt team has, has been doing a great job getting the wall set up. Um, so, again, you know, and, and when we're kicking, they, they've been electric. They've been, uh, their kick return team has been getting them out 40-yard line midfield a lot. Uh, so the pressure's there for our guys to cover and, uh, you know, make sure that they don't have a short field. All right, Coach. Uh, last thing, you have any message for the Seals Nation? No, no. I hope I hope everybody's here to support us and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring home a W and get this to get this train started. Yeah. Let's get even tonight. Let's Absolutely. Get three, Coach, and, and then we'll get, on the, we'll get on the plus side next week. All right, thank you. God bless you, Coach. Good luck. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. <laughs> These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey, right? You bet, my dear, you bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. It's Blaze Alexander Ford's 4x4 Blowout. We made a commitment to Ford Motor Company to sell 25 new F-150 and Rangers before Saturday, October 5th. Get in and you can save up to $14,599 on a new F-150 truck. You get into a 4x4 Ranger for under thirty grand. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Pay nothing for that new Ford till Thanksgiving. Only at Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. The lowest price guaranteed, period. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. 
Try the two for four dollars super snack, regular fries, cheeseburger, pretzel sticks, any size soft drink, small sundae, two piece chicken strips, mix and match any two. And also try the new cinnamon roll shake. Tell the whole stadium fan food before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Eagle 107. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Get a good perspective from Coach Derek Hicks talking about the game leading up to tonight. We always know it's about preparation throughout the week, and uh, I don't know if anybody does it much better in preparing his team and doing the work that it takes to put the best competitive team on the field, and Derek Hicks does that along with his coaching staff. So they're expecting big things here tonight against a good loyal sock team hey on eagle 107 lynn hall will help you through the work day with the second half of the 107 minute superset lunchtime with lynn will keep you entertained while you take a break from lunch all on eagle 107 looking at how both teams have gotten to this point sealings grove again they sit at two and three they opened up the season with a loss to lewisburg or excuse me a win at, against lewisburg 28 8 then lost back-to-back games where they were shut out by Jersey Shore and Southern Columbia. Seals Grove bounced back after back-to-back losses and was able to beat Chick at Chickalimmy 37-6. They lost last week to Berwick 23-7. So after tonight, Seals Grove will be at Chimokin. Then they'll be home against Central Mountain and Danville before traveling to Montoursville. And Dave, we talked about but before we went on the air. We think this is a great opportunity for them meeting the Seals to build some momentum, some confidence, and really make a good run throughout the second half of the season and maybe be able to run the table. I know it's a lot to ask, but as a fan, that's where I feel like we're at right now. Without question, we we have three losses, but that's that's history. Uh, we, we can still get to the playoffs. We can still win a district championship and do everything that we want to do, except probably it might be a little tough to get a league championship right now. But, but on the other hand, oh, my goodness, the, the future is bright. And this is, tonight is an opportunity. I, I think that, I really think that we can get these guys. Loyal Sock is a, an extremely athletic football team. They're very, very talented. They have good size. But I just, I think there's some mismatches that we're going to enjoy tonight. And I, I really think that we have a shot at these guys. God bless our Seals, man. I'm behind them 100%. Well, Seals Grove is dealing with an offense that has struggled, only putting up 154 yards per game in the rushing department 75 yards pass department just 79 yards and the touchdowns they've had four rushing touchdowns five passing touchdowns seals grove only averaging 14.4 points per game when you break it down but by quarter they they get off to a 27 points in the first quarter second quarter 14 then they bump it up to 24 in the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter just seven points and that's their scoring breakdown throughout the season only averaging 9.4 first downs per game and that includes only seven in their three losses but in their two wins 40 first downs so that's 20 first downs on average in their wins we know the importance there struggling on third down just two for ten to twenty percent now on fourth down they're four for five for eighty percent you don't have to get the fourth down but again that third down number there that's a struggle and when you're trying to move the chains and one big part of that is is not falling behind the chains and falling into a third and 13 or second and 12 those kinds of things and we know that gets started by being able to run the ball absolutely and our run attack is very basic and fundamental we're 
We're talking about fullback dives. We're talking about we're talking about fullback trap, um, inside zone, outside zone, out of various offensive formations. But it's it's all there. Uh, our our kids just have to execute tonight, and that is going to make us a far better football team if we can get a consistent run attack. Now the Loyal Sock Lancers under head coach Justin Justin Van Fleet. They come in at three and two. They start out the season with a loss to North Schuylkill, 33-13. They beat Danville in a shootout, 28 to 24. And then they put back-to-back-to-back wins when they were able to beat Chickalemi and then Bloomsburg convincingly in both those games. They beat Bloom 48-14. And then they took on Mont- Montoursville a week ago and got beat up pretty good, 41-6. So after tonight, the Loyal Sock Lancers will have Mifflinburg, Milton, Warrior Run, and South Williamsport. So Loyal Sock is kind of in the same boat. They feel like if they could get this win tonight, they have an opportunity to play five more win four more winnable games and really put themselves in night position into uh postseason action you're darn right and and they are all set uh, i think that they can get the four teams after us I, I don't think they can beat the seals tonight though but you're right i mean they they can end with a real nice team and, and a nice record and we can do the same thing we we've just got to we've got to get on the win side tonight and let her rip next week and what they're doing offensively 225 yards per game for the lancers and a rushing department over 128 yards for the lancers on the ground behind freshman running back in the passing department under 100 yards 97.2 but look at the rushing touchdowns 10 rushing touchdowns on the season but a nice balance when you have eight passing touchdowns as well to be able to put up 25 points per game so again this defense is going to be up going to have to be up for a real good balance attack from these Lancers. They are, and and I, I really think that we're in a place where we can play well against them defensively. I like I, Coach Hicks and I talked about in his interview, I, I really think that our defensive front is better than their offensive front. I, I really think that there is a I might be putting myself out on a limb here. If there's a glowing mismatch, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say I think it's that. Uh, and I think at our defensive front we're not as big as they are up front, but we can, we're can. we very athletic. And if they can get to them, and they, and again, the Loyal Sock Lancers have put the ball on the turf. When you look at it, they've put it on the turf 11 times and lost it six times, similar to what Berwick struggled with last week, but they need to be able to take advantage of that. If they're loose with the ball, get to it, knock that ball away, and give, you know what would be a great boost for the offense is a short field. If you can get a short field started at the opponent's 25, you know, even 30-yard line, that allows you offensively maybe do a lot more things. And that's what a, a good defense will do for you. Nice short field to work with. Give great field position. Seals Grove defense played well last week, even though they are giving up 325 yards per game. In the rushing department, 184 yards. In the passing, 141. The Seals Grove defense has given up 14 rushing touchdowns, five through the air. And they're allowing teams to score 29.5 points per game. So it's something that they're going to have to clean up in a big way. And looking at the Loyal Sock Lancers on the defensive side, eight rushing touchdowns. They've given up seven through the air. So something that Seals Grove will look to try to expose. And they have also given up 24.4 points per game. So Seals Grove an opportunity to try to get points on the board. Now they do have six sacks and six tackles for loss. We're going to take the time here and... Uh, here alma mater and also the national anthem we're almost at game time here at harold l bullock memorial field
Beautifully done. Now get ready for the national anthem. We're closing on game time here between the Loyal Sock Lancers and the Seals Grove Seals. Both teams looking to get a big win to uh, push them into the second half of the season here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Now get ready for the national anthem. done as we get ready for the opening kickoff between the Lancers and the Seals Grove Seals. We'll take one last break. Come back. We're going to hear from Coach Dave Hess as he tells us what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals here tonight as they look to bounce back from a loss a week ago. All that and more as we continue with Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Tonight's game day sponsor is Slavinsky Law Offices. Slavinsky Law Offices, where we are a family here to help you and your family. All your we'll keep it right here as we continue with Seals game day. I'm going to give a chance to send it to you, Dave. I know we've talked a lot about different dynamics that we know has to happen here tonight. One of them is recognizing the positives from a week ago against a good Berwick team, but also acknowledging that something has to happen on the offensive side. You need to put points on the board to get a win here tonight. So basically... It's going to come down to what's going to seal the deal for a victory here tonight. Uh, we can't give up big plays. Like we had said a few times already, Berwick had three big plays last week. It was really the difference in the game. Um, we've got to eliminate penalties. Uh, we've got to keep that down. Uh, without question, the offensive has to play well enough to win. Just score points, and the defense has to dominate tonight. It's really in the hands of the defense. And on top of that, we've got to play some good special teams. We'll see if that is what will have to happen here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals to get back in the win column, get back to even, and then look to get to uh, above 500 on the season. They've only done that once so far, and that came back in week one when they were able to beat the Lewisburg Green Dragons, and they did that behind the rushing attack again. We talked about that. Shown carried the ball 26 times, and I think what we talked about in that game, it looked like he was patient. He was waiting for holes to open up, and then he was hitting the holes and going with the gumption that he was going to get those 8, 9, 10 yards, and I think that's got to be a strong emphasis that he's got to be patient back there, let things develop, because he's got the ability with that quickness to be able to slice up the defense. He, he really does, and it's all about rhythm, too, offensively. And our offense was in a great rhythm. That, that If you remember that night, we came out and we put, we put on a nice first drive, went down, we crossed lines, we moved the chains, did a great job. Um, also, the offensive backfield has got to continue to do things well. They've got it. The backs have to block. We've got to good, provide good protection for the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, that, that run attack is what it's all about tonight, I think. 
Looking at defensively, individual numbers, Teague Hoover leading the team in tackles, sophomore safety, 44 tackles, two forced fumbles. We mentioned that already, that uh, Loyal Sock is vulnerable to putting the ball on the turf, so if you can get to the ball, Teague Hoover has two forced fumbles on the season and an interception. Ryan Almond, big game a week ago. He's got 42 tackles, four tackles for loss. Nate Schoen, the junior uh, defensive lineman, six tackles for loss and a fumble recovery. And to go along with another senior, Trey Baney, who has 19 tackles, six tackles for loss. And I like that number. I like those tackle for loss. It tells me they're getting into the backfield, disrupting things. And again, a huge part of what has happened tonight. You talked about that defensive line. So if we get numbers up to like four or five tackles for losses, a sack here or there, and really disrupting things against this offense, again, we're in a great place. You speak Seals Grove defense very well. I'm hearing disrupt, 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 disrupt. <laughs> A lot of guys, a lot of coaches are out there saying, oh, we got to move up and down the line of scrimmage and fight the pressure and, and stay in front of things. We disrupt. We get upfield and disrupt. And that's what it's all about tonight. And if we can get there and make things happen again, short field, another big part of this victory here for the Seals tonight will be wrapped around that. Well, the Loyal Sock Lancers have taken the field. Seals Grove will join them shortly on youth football night they introduce all the youth players and cheerleaders what a nice night for that it's a festive evening here as the seals grove seals look to get back in the wing column against the three and two loyal sock lancers let's take a break come back this is seals game day driven by sunbury motor company on we go on a seven and you go on a seven.com you know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders, anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach Soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as we're anticipating the Sealands Grove Seals getting ready to take the field. And we've talked a lot 
about the aspects of this game, what Seals Rose needs to do to get the victory. And, you know, we, we highlighted the freshman running back, Davian Hill. He leads the team with 323 yards on 70 carries. He's ran over 100 yards and wins over Danville and Shikalimi. Held at just 12 yards on 12 carries against Montoursville last week. And Cavanaugh has 175 yards rushing, but is averaging only 2.5 yards per carry. I don't have, outside of playing Southern, I really don't have the concern about a Derrick Hicks coached and prepared defense to stop running backs coming in with high numbers. They've shown it over the years to be able to shut those guys down. I don't have a large concern about this young man running all over us, but I do worry about how his potential and the numbers on paper could set up what they want to do throwing the ball through the air because we know this defense the thing that has to show up and get better is that defensive back the corners especially i i really think that the best pass defense is to go get the quarterback uh you, you you're never 100 percent the defensive backfield there's always going to be some sort of a, a ball that gets up in the air and somebody's going to come down with a big catch some flute the only way you can prevent that is to put the quarterback on the ground and what? get pads on him early, get in his helmet early, make him think about the rush rather than the receivers. Sales Grove Seals have taken the field, so we know we're near game time here from Hell L. Bullock Memorial Field. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's drops 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. Get a chance to run down to what we have as the starting lineup for the Seals Grove Seals first at quarterback Danny Shock. 6'3, 205 pounds. He's a sophomore. He's thrown for 396 yards on 35 completions. Five touchdowns, four interception. He does have one rushing touchdown to his credit. In the backfield will be Nate Schoen. Leads the team in rushing with 278 yards. He has three touchdowns on 56 carries. Along with him, it's Dean Hollenbach. The speedster tries to get to the edge. He's looking for a big night. Love to see him put up over 100 yards here tonight against this Loyal Sock Lancer team. As he's number 23 is Dean Hollenbach, 5'8", 170 pounds. He's a senior. And also Ryan Allman will play the fullback position. Position at 5'11", 195 pounds. He is a junior. In the passing department for Danny Shock, Josh Nyland leads the team and catches with 11 for 135 yards, two touchdowns. He was shut out a week ago against the Berwick Bulldogs. The other receiver, Brett Four. He's a junior, 5'7", 140 pounds, five catches, just 34 yards. Like to see him get going some here. And Christian Cantz, eight catches, 64 yards. He's a six foot, 154 pound senior. And then you have the tight end who leads the team in receiving yards with 157, especially following the Shikalimi game two weeks ago. But Wyatt Metzger was shut out last week against Berwick with receptions, but he does have six catches for 157 yards and three touchdowns. Does the senior tight? End. Up front, Seals Grove Seals will rely on center Trey Bainey, the guards, Micaiah Showers, and Steve Miller, the tackles, Nick Schaefer, and Vance Metzger for the Seals Grove Seals. Derek Hicks in his fifth year, 38 and 19, as the captains have made their way out to midfield, talking things over with the ref. They'll get determined on who's going to get the opening kickoff here. Seals Grove, I'd love to see them get the ball. As they won the toss, but they're going to defer to the second half. So we'll see what they do first on the defensive side. Looking at the defense for the Seals Grove Seals up front, Nate Schoen, 23 tackles, four tackles for loss, and has two sacks. Trey Bainey and 
Vance Metzger will play the tackle positions. The linebackers, and this is where this 3-5 relies on, starts Ryan Allman in the middle, 39 tackles. And then Micaiah Showers and Nick Schaefer, the linebackers on the inside. Scott Kissinger and Wyatt Metzger playing the outside. But that may be shuffled right before we get started here. But these are the probable starters. And, Dave, we know that the linebackers play a crucial part in this this 3-5 defense. They need to be able to fly around the field and make big plays and see if they can't come up with the ball and be able to do things to set things up for this offense. Well, they do. We, we sacrifice our three down men so that those linebackers can play downhill into and through the line of scrimmage. And... That's what it's all about. If our linebackers are making tackles and, and other people aren't, that's perfect. That's the way we need it to be because uh, that means the right guys are making the first hits. They're going to have to get after it. The defensive backs, Teague Hoover plays the safety position, 38 tackles and an interception. And Brett Four corner along with Josh Nyland. Josh Nyland is the senior, 5'8", 148 pounds. He had a pick six a week ago to go along with his 13 tackles. Seals Grove Seals will kick this one away first. Kyle Rule does the kicking, does a nice job. He'll be kicking it deep. We'll see who the two return guys are for the Loyal Sock Lancers. I'm thinking it is uh, Schreuer and Glunk. Glunk, he's averaging 22.6 yards a return, and Schreuer is averaging 23 yards a return. See if those are the guys that drop back deep for the Loyal Sock Lancers. It looks like also, looks like we'll have number one back there. He's the freshman, and he's been explosive. So he's going to drop back and be a kickoff return, and that's Davian Hill. And he's explosive on the offensive side. And they'll try to keep it away from him here on the special team side. They'll both stand inside their own five-yard line. Line drive kick by Kyle Rule. Bounces in and out of the end zone to be a touchback as Seals Grove will start on defense with the Loyal Sock Lancers taking it. First down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Kyle Rule just kicked it through the back of the end zone, and he, he, uh, it was kind of a, a, a sideways um, end-over-end low kick. Just absolutely zero opportunity to return that ball. That's a great start. It's a good start for the Seals. It pins this Loyal Sock Lancer team at their own 20-yard line. Looking at Loyal Sock, Chase Cavanaugh, their quarterback. In the backfield, a leading rusher, Davion Hill. He's a six-foot, 175-pound freshman for the Loyal Sock Lancers. We'll give you the rest of the lineup after this first down and 10 play for the Lancers. Fakes it to Hill. Rolling to the left is Cavanaugh. It's a left-handed thrower. Gets it to a receiver wide open. Making the catch. Able to get 15, 16 yards before he is stopped. Making the catch that time. Number three making a catch in that Schreuer. He has seven catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown coming in. He's a 5'10", 175-pound junior making a catch. First first down of the night for the Lowell Sock Lancers. First down and 10 from their own 35-yard line. Just underway here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Low snap to Cavanaugh. Give it to Hill. He's got it to the edge. Speed gets away from one tackle, falls forward. He's going to get about 10 yards right at the first down markers. Looks like they're going to move the chains. Two plays, two first downs for the Lancers. And they, they basically ran the same backfield action both times. The first play, they ran play action, and they threw the ball that time. They're going no huddle. Cavanaugh is the left-handed quarterback, 841 yards on the season, eight touchdowns, five picks. It's going to be a keeper by the quarterback. And he's going to get 10, maybe 11. Nope, they'll spot him down where his knee went down after the nine-yard pickup. So design keeper that time by Cavanaugh. And he's got nine yards in the Seals Grove territory at the 46-yard line. Yeah, the quarterback faked the ball to Davion Hill, the running back, and, and he kept it. And all of our linebackers went to the quarterback on that. 
Cavanaugh quickly gets up to the line of scrimmage once again. Shotgun formation with wide receivers to each side for the Lancers. Blitz coming by the Seals. Hill gets the call. Hit the backfield. He'll go down quickly. Nate Schoen comes out clapping. Also, number 21, Wyatt Metzger in on the stop for the Seals. It's going to be a two-yard loss, so it's going to be a third down. We'll call it actually a three-yard loss. It's going to be a third down and four for the Lancers at the Seals Grove 49-yard line. Now uh, the Lancers have an eye. They they have been running an open a quarterback uh, um, open set with a bunch of receivers and come with the blitz. Cavanaugh, did he keep it or hand it off? It looked like he kept it, and it's a loss. A perfectly designed blitz got into the backfield. Cavanaugh goes down. So after a great start for the Little Sock Lancers, Seals Grove defense comes up big, and it's going to force a punting situation for Aiden. Guyers, he's going to drop back the punt this one away. Standing back at their 15-yard line will be Nyland and four. This will be a flag on the play as the officials talk out the personnel to see how many guys are out on the field. But again, good job def- defensively. Timed it perfectly, got in the backfield, made a good stop. We gave up a couple of first downs, but you know you kind of got to get your sea legged when you get out there. You, you got to get uh, you got to get into the rhythm of things. And and our defense was a little set back on their heels those first two plays, but after that, man, they played well. So walk off a penalty against the Lancers. So Geyer will kick this one away as Nyland and Four standing just inside the 20 yard line. It's a good high kick. Geyer averaging 37 yards a punt. This is Nyland on the return. Up the right sideline, there's a flag on the play all over the place. Two of them come in. Looked like Nyland had called fair catch at first. He didn't must not have signal. He caught it, took off, but then there's flags as he made his way outside of the 30-yard line. The officials are going to chit-chat about this one to see if it goes against the Seals Grove Seals, and it's not what you want. When you're trying to get great field position and you're trying to give this offense a spark to get a penalty against and drive you deeper in your own territory. They called a hold or an illegal block on the Seals there, so that's going to set them back a little bit. Look at the offense against for the Seals Grove Seals. Danny Shock in the backfield, Nate Schoen and Ryan Almond. Receivers, Nyland, four, Christian Kantz, Wyatt Metzger, the tight end. Up front, Bainey, Miller, Schauer, Schaefer, and Metzger. That's Vance Metzger playing the tackle position. Seals Grove have it first down and 10 from about their 22-yard line. Their first offensive possession. Danny drops back. Quick throw. Nyland makes the catch. It's a hit at the 25-yard line. That time making the stop number 10 for the Loyal Sock Lancers came up. That's Reese Watkins making the stop. Loyal Sock had everybody within five yards of the line of scrimmage that play. And they were in a cover zero, which means that everybody was locked on man. All the defensive backs, they had nobody playing deep. So they're challenging us. They're, they're going to challenge. They're going to get everybody in the box, stop the run. And they're going to say, go ahead and try to throw the ball deep. Not gonna, we're just going to hang here in a man. They're still there. Get about a three-yard pickup to set up a second down and seven. This is going to go to Schoen. Tiptoes beyond the block. Able to go under a defender, fall forward, short of the 30-yard line. They're going to mark it up at the 28-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and medium, which is fine. I think sometimes you feel like every play has got to be a, a, a touchdown. Every play has got to be a 60-80. If you get three yards on first down and three more, this sets up a very manageable third down play here for the Yeah, sales. this is third and a long three, which is very manageable. Great to see them be able to get a first down here and keep the cl- keep the chains moving. Shotgun formation for Danny Shock. Two wide receivers to the left. Low snap. Quick slant this time. Caught by Nyland right at the first down markers. Watkins in on the stop, but Nyland, as we've seen all year long, 
tough as they come, makes the catch, and it's going to be at the 34-yard line. And, Dave, that's a very significant first-out pickup for the Seals. That's huge, especially considering the fact that they, they're in a cover zero again. They had everybody up tight on their men, and we threw a short pattern, which that is designed to take away. I like the short stuff. Just keep moving the chains. First yeah. down and 10 for the Seals. <coughs> Shock's going to give it to Schoen, hitting the backfield and go down. He's trying to get away from defender, but nothing there. They're going to get a full momentum to the 30-yard line, and that's going to be a gift as he got hit and got knocked back. Actually, they're going to mark it all the way back to the 28-yard line. It's not an exact science on where you mark it, but it looked like Schoen had Ford progress, got knocked back at about the 30, but they're going to mark it inside the 29. Lost on the play of about five. It's going to be second down 15 for the Seals. You're darn right. And, uh, yeah, there was no room at the end there. Uh, they, they overloaded the inside with numbers, and that's exactly where we ran it. Shotgun formation for Danny now. Two wide receivers to the right. Second down and long. He's a roll to his right. Getting chased by Geyer. Going to get rid of it. Looking to the sideline. Nyland trying to make the catch on the sideline. Looking for an official call here. Do I see one? They're called incomplete. They're bringing it back. Did official make the call? I didn't see, I didn't I didn't see, see any any call on the sideline whatsoever. Sometimes they forget we're broadcasting a game from about uh, you know 100 yards away. Yeah, we need your help. I'll tell you what. It's interesting what Loyal Sox is doing here. They are really hanging in that tight man. They're basically saying we don't think you can throw the ball long on us. And you know, usually when you do that, cover zero, you free your linebackers up and you blitz them to get pressure on the quarterback. But I don't see them doing that either. Third down at 15. Danny's going to roll to his right. There's a flag on the play, and Danny's going to go down. Aiden Geyer again in on the stop for the Lancers. Officials are going to chit-chat about this one. It doesn't look like it's going to bode well for the Seals Grove Seals. Officials are pointing into the backfield of the Seals Grove offense. It's right in the area where it's a hold. So they're, yeah, they're going to. They'll decline that and force Seals Grove to have to punt this it away. Wyatt Metzger get his first opportunity here tonight. He's been good all season long in terms of average 37.5 punts per game. Great job a week ago. He's going to look to do it here, trying to flip the field position as two return guys will stand at their own 38 yard line waiting for the Wyatt Metzger punt. Good snap to Metzger and he's going to get it away. It's a good high kick. Fair catch is going to be called right at the 40-yard line by Schur, and that's where Lowell Sock will take over first down and 10. We have no score. 6.47 to go in the opening quarter. Now, Cavanaugh and the Loyal Sock Lancers got two first downs on their first two plays, and the Seals Grove defense came up big. Seals Grove had some positive plays on a quick couple throws to Nyland. But then had a couple penalties and a long loss on a play, and they had to punt it away, and that's where we stand. 0-0, 6.47 to go here in the first quarter. Two, see, two safety look here. Brandon Heil on the right, Hoover on the left. Cavanaugh's going to take it, option it out to Hill. Hill's going to be hit in the backfield, spins away from a guy. Good pursuit has come up. It's Kissinger, Metzger, and Teague Hoover after Nyland made the first initial hit. The quarterback optioned the, uh, the, the the defense's left edge with the, the running back, and our guys responded so well. It was unbelievable. I mean, we had a guy on the quarterback immediately and a guy on the pitch man immediately. They pick up one yard on the run, second down and nine. No score. Cavanaugh drops back under pressure, and he's going to go down. 
Metzger comes in and makes a stop on Kavanaugh. It's going to be a sack and a big loss as Wyatt Metzger raced through and made the stop, his first sack of the season. Wyatt Metzger blitzed on that play, and he came clean. He he timed that blitz up and, and hit it. Um, he disguised it very well. And they never saw him coming. Quarterback never even had a chance to get his feet set. Something you talked about. How do you seal a deal for a victory? you got to disrupt things. you got to get to the quarterback. You, that's how you negate a good passing game is get to the quarterback. Metzger did on that one. Inside hand off the hill. In the backfield, he'll go down. That was that's a Schaefer coming through the linebacker, making the stop after a short pickup. But that quickly, it sets up a punting situation for the Lancers. That was excellent. Excellent series by the defense. Fourth and 17 from the 34-yard line. They're kicking. They'll be kicking the ball off their own 34-yard line. Funny. Great job, us. I think this punt return is going to go tonight. I really do. I just, I, I'm, I don't think they do a, a good enough job of covering it for our receivers. Geyer will kick this to the way. It's a good kick and a sail Nyland back to his own 25-yard line. He's looking for the wall, trying to get to the edge. Good speed to get to the 40, and it bounced out of bounds just short of the 43-yard line, but Seals Grove had great field position. Again, their last drive, Dave, were able to move the ball in a couple short stuff. As you said, this team is defensively, the Lancers are going to say, try to throw it deep. Yeah, that's but exactly right. Seals going to try to throw underneath of them a little bit. Yeah, so they're all up on the line of scrimmage. They can take away the run and take away the short pass and just challenge us, challenge us for the deep ball. If we can protect long enough, we can throw a deep ball. So watching the first possession for the Eagles last night. They're running the ball, doing a nice job, and then they decide to throw in the, th- the third play, and they end up throwing three straight passes, and they turn and end up having to punt the ball away. I never understood that kind of thing. If it's if it's running, is working, let's do it. This goes to show now the I formation. He's on the edge. He's in the Lewis like Lancer territory at the 40. Still going to the 35, and finally knocked out of bounds. As he's able to get it all the way to the Loyal Sock Lancer 33-yard line before being knocked out of bounds by Reese Watkins, who's been busy on the defensive side for the Loyal Sock Lancers. We just ran a quick a toss left and with, with outside zone blocking. And anytime you're, you're trying to block outside zone, you want to get that shoulder. You want to get that, that rounded off upfield shoulder for your running back to, to run downhill into the line of scrimmage. And uh, Nate Chun did a very good job, but he was untouched for 10, 15 yards, I think. And he finished with a 25-yard run. Did Nate show shown on that carry? High snap to Shock. No chance. No chance. Aiden Geyer comes through on the high snap as Shock was able to grab it. But Aiden Geyer is having himself the evening so far for the Lowell Sock defense. He basically looked like he came untouched. I don't yeah, know what he, the assignment was there, but Geyer was in the backfield. He's He was untouched. And, and Loyal Sock does do a nice job of mixing things up with their defensive line. And uh, he came clean. Comes off the left side on that one. Yeah. And we had an offensive lineman with his butt to the line of scrimmage looking back at the quarterback. So that's not a good sign. It's one of the worst feelings as a lineman. High formation for the Seals. Shock rolling to his left. Geyer on him again. Going to take him to the turf. He's got Kant out there. He makes the catch at the 10-yard line. Inside the 10. Danny Shock took the hit. It was able to deliver one of the best passes we've seen all season long by the Seals. Lewis Lock had an outside backer come free last time, uh, that play, and uh, he hit Danny just as he threw the ball. It was just a, a nice long pattern down the left side. Looked like a go route just straight down the field. It was a great job. And he was under heavy pressure. Geyer came off the edge there, and Danny hung in there and hung in there and made a great play. They have it inside of the Lancer 10-yard line, about the 7. 
Danny turns, gives it to Schoen, tiptoeing in the backfield, runs over a defender and takes it down to about the one-yard line, showing his strength as he took it to the one-yard line, just running over a defender, slow to get off the turf. That was a great-looking play. Well, we're going to go no huddle. Danny quickly under center, takes snap. He's going to keep it. He's got one rushing touchdown on the season. Make it number two. Seal is grow seal. Touchdown. Love it. Good stuff. That was a good old wedge block quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Great job by Danny Schock. And it started with good field position as Nyland was able to get the return to give Seal Grove great field position. Started with a good rushing play. Long pass to Kantz as he was able to bring it in. Tiptoe to sideline. Finished off by Danny Shock keeper, his second rushing touchdown of the season. That was a good-looking drive. That was a very good-looking drive. They mixed up the pass and run well. They were successful both ways. Now, Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point. He's only missed one on the season. Got some confusion up front. A flag will be thrown. So it looks like maybe walked off against the Seals Grove Seals as the referees chit-chat in a little bit. That long throw for Danny Shock to... Christian Kantz went about 33 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Checking in with my stat guy. 33-yard completion from Danny Schock to Christian Kantz to put the ball deep in Lowell Sock territory after run by Schoen to the one-yard line. You know, the run was finished off by Danny Schock. And following the penalty, Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. They'll spot it down at the 10-yard line. Will Brett Four puts it down. Good kick. It's up. And it's good. A great way to start for the Seals. Grove Seals is able to get on the board. They lead 7-0 after a five-play drive, covering 58 yards. Took a minute and 40 seconds as Danny Schock kept it. Ran behind a good push by that offensive line. Took it in the end zone for a touchdown. The extra point by Rule Good. Seals Grove leading 7-0 over the Lancers. That's the Seals Grove forward. Try summary. We had two good runs on that series. We had a toss to the outside on the left side, and we had um, a lead right, uh, which was the next to the last play, the, the play just before the, uh, the touchdown. Took it down to about the half-yard line. And the offensive line did an outstanding job on both those plays. They got movement on that, that Loyal Sock uh, defensive front. So that, that's a real positive step for that group. And, Dave, what's this show for your quarterback? He's rolling to his left on that big throw from Shock to Kantz. You know that defender's coming three off the, the backside, and you're rolling out hoping to get rid of it. Composure-wise, he's got to hold himself together, straighten up his shoulders, and throw that 33-yard pass. That's a big time from your sophomore the quarterback. The first thing he's got to do is he's got to feel the pressure from that outside backer. And he's got to, it's really up to the quarterback to outrun him. You know, you're... Uh, sometimes you're just outnumbered, especially when you have a, a five-man front up, up like they have, and they were blitzing an outside backer. So there was nobody to block that guy. Danny did a great job. He kept his head together and delivered a nice ball. And he knew he was going to get hit, and he got hit. Our rule will kick this in away. It's going to go to Hill at the five. He's at the 10, 15, 20. Good speed, getting away from defenders. He's at the 30, and finally going to go down. Oscar Macharo in on the stop along with a host of red shirts. But that's a good return from your freshman. He's a good-looking athlete wearing that number one. A year ago was Gerald Ross and Hill Boy doing his best Ross imitation, showing good athletic ability. Now the Lancers trying to answer the touchdown by the Seals, and they'll start out with great field position all the way out of the 37-yard line. You can see that that number one, Davion Hill, the running back, just returned that, that kick. He is, he is raw talent. Uh, he, he's got a he's got a long way to go, but that he is a real athlete. 
Man goes in motion. That's Watkins, the leading receiver for the Lancers. That's where Kavanaugh's looking. He's under heavy pressure by Metzger, and Metzger's going to get his second sack of the night, his second on the season. And he talked about untouched. He timed that, and he got to him before Kavanaugh could get it away to his leading receiver, Watkins. Yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt is doing a tremendous job of disguising his blitzes. And um, I don't know if you saw the running back, but he had uh, he has a choice of guys to block. We had a couple of guys come clean that time. So whatever Coach Hicks dialed up, it worked. Big loss on a play all the way back to the 27-yard line. Receiver goes in motion from right to left. Kavanaugh gives it to Hill. He almost fumbled the ball away. He was able to hold on to it. He's tackled at the 30-yard line, so a short pickup about three that time for Hill. So it's going to set up a third down and long. We're in the first quarter, 3.20 to go. Seals Grove leading 7-0 on a Danny Shock one-yard keeper. And that's where we stand deep into the first quarter. So it's third and 17. This is a long, a big down. As Zach pointed out, Schaefer's coming up on the line of scrimmage. He's got his hands in the dirt there, playing the defensive tackle on the left side. He's usually your linebacker, but right now there's some adjustments being made there, and he's going to be able to get up there and play some defensive tackle position. And you'd like to see that when you're struggling some throughout your season and you go back you got to always be willing to make some adjustments and see what you got. And Schaefer's already had an impact from that defensive tackle position. He's a good-looking athlete. He's made some plays. The original intent of the Seals Grove 3-5 defense that goes all the way back to 2004 when we first developed that was that we could get our best 11 players on the field. And it doesn't matter if you're a linebacker or a defensive back or, or, or whatever. Everybody should be able to play all positions up front all those those front eight guys it's got to be so simple that you can flip guys from week to week and that's what they did with Schaefer this week and he's made an impact so far Brandon Heil with his a play a week ago at the linebacker position is allowing them to do this if you have your sophomore we talk about what a program is built around young players coming through making an impact at a very young age and Brandon Heil has been able to do that and it's allowed them to make those switches they it's gotta, allowed Schaefer to get down in the dirt yep you got to get get your best 11 athletes on the field so after the timeout by the Lancers, it's a third down play here. We're going to call it third down and 17, under two minutes to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove Seals leading 7-0. Cavanaugh in the shotgun formation, blitz coming, and that's going to be Ryan Almond jumps that time. He was trying to time it. You don't like to see the penalty, but no, it's going to be a walk of a five yards and still a very long third down play here. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's, it's one of those situations where... Yeah, it's, it's an aggressive mistake. I mean, you don't want to do that, but it's an aggressive mistake. And that's a little easier to accept. So moves it up to the... Now we're going to get doubled. Now, now, now that Stone's one wasn't jump. good. Yeah. So they just walked off 10 yards. Yep. Schoen jumped off the right side. The official's going to walk this up. So yeah. now it's going to make it a much more manageable third down and about seven for the Lancers when it was 27 or 17. Sorry. 17. Yeah, that, that's a shame. The quarterback is messing with his cadence, and uh, he's doing a good job. He's throwing our defensive off. We're looking for Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidates throughout four quarters and announced it at the end of the game. Handoff goes to Hill. Ball's on the turf. Hill's going to jump on top of it. Looked like a mix-up as the ball was going from Cavanaugh to Hill. It hits the turf. Lost on the play. And the Lowell Sock Lancers are going to have to punt this away. Schaefer comes off the field this time. Looks like a stinger possibly to his arm. We're not going to make any doctor diagnosis here. Let JT do his work. The Schaefer's played well in this first quarter. Nick Schaefer came clean on that play. I believe he bumped. I believe he popped that ball out. 
And their fortunate hill was to jump back on top of it, but Geyer will have to kick this one away from his own 25-yard line. This is going to be a short kick. It's going to bounce in front of four. He's going to take it at the 30. Runs through a big hole. Got Nyland ahead of him. Showed his speed up the sideline. In the Wolfsack territory at the 30. 20. And he's going to be upended at the 15-yard line by the putter, linebacker, Geyer, or else four is taking that end zone for a touchdown. But something we talked about at the beginning of this one is field position. When an offense is struggling, to give us great field position, and that's what Fred Ford does there. This this is field position, and this is exactly how you win football games with big plays like that. And special teams have an effect on every bit of field position throughout the course of a game. And, boy, did we take that seriously that time, and get, we got the job done. That was a great job by Brett Ford, and the entire uh, punt return team set up a great wall to our bench. Brett Ford came in averaging over 11 yards a return from the punting side of thing, or the punt return side. He gave boost that average up on that run there. This goes to Schoen. He tries to go up to the right, spins, come back the other way, and that's Geyer in on the stop once again. He also got some help from Perlanti. He's senior, 6'3", 250 pounds, number 75 for the Loyal Sock Lancers in on the stop. And we lost about four yards on that play. That was just a straight-ahead dive right, and, uh, boy, they're just... Uh, the, the Loyal Sock defensive lineman got some penetration, just stuffed it. After the 56-yard return by Brett Ford, Lawson will play, puts the ball back at about the 19-yard line for the Seals. They lead 7-0. Nyland goes in motion, shock under center. Long count, takes a snap, breaks it to Schoen, rolling to his right, got Almet wide open, making the catch, make a man miss at the 15, he's at the 10, still struggling down to get it to the 6-yard line, it's going to be short of first down, but that's a big-time run and catch by Ryan Almet coming out from the fullback position. That's what we used to call an F-burst, a fullback burst. The quarterback turned around, faked the ball to Ryan Almond, and Ryan Almond continued to the outside on the right side, and did a little a little route into the flat. Just got about five yards off the line of scrimmage, looked back, and Danny Schock delivered the ball to him, and he had a tough run. With that play, they're going to let the first quarter clock wind down. We're going to flip sides of the field. Seals Grove leading 7-0, looking to add to it here, deep in Loyal Sock territory after the long return by Brett Four of 56 yards. We're going to step aside, come back, get ready for the second quarter. This is Seals Grove Football, presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, We've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glick's Heat and Glow products. Eagle 107. The Steelers look for the win number one on Monday night as they open play in the AFC North with... A battle against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Monday night, pregame show 6-15 with a kickoff 8-15, 100.9. The Valley stats given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Seals Grove, 63 yards offense. Loyal Sock, only 9 yards. Shock, 4 for 5, 55 yards. Big one coming from Shock to uh, Kant, so from 33 yards on that reception. 
Cavanaugh, one for one, 15 yards. He's run the ball four times for minus 10 yards. And Hill coming in the leading rusher for the Lowell Sock Lancers. Six carries, only four yards rushing for Hill for the Loyal Sock Lancers. So we're in good shape here. Second is third and about two, and we can get a, a first down on the five-yard line. As Shock takes it, gives it. Nope, it's a keeper by Shock. Runs under a, a defender, gets to the five-yard line. Like to see him blow the whistle when you got nine guys on him and he's still battling, but they stop his momentum at the four-yard line. So it's Zion Keeper that time by your sophomore quarterback, who already has one rushing touchdown to his credit here tonight. Was looking to get number two. First down. Yeah, first down. Great job. But it's a first down and a big one it is. The Owens Grove struggling to get first downs in their three losses, not in their two wins. So right now, a good recipe for the Seals Grove Seals as they have it. First down, goal to go inside the Loyal Sock Lancer five-yard line. They'll mark it about the four-yard line. Seals Grove leading 7-0 at this point. Looking to advance it to looking to advance it. Push it up to 14, nothing they can do it here. Quick go to Schoen. He's going to get to the far high line and take it in the end zone for a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Straight ahead toss play outside zone blocking. They got the edge. They got the edge. We got slope on the outside. We got uh, our, the offensive line and then receivers were able to drive the Loyal Sox defense back into the end zone. And our running back just... just Ran that slope downhill into the into the uh, end zone. Schoen gets his fourth rushing touchdown of the season, and it's wonderful to hear that. A rushing touchdown, back-to-back rushing touchdowns, and they both come inside the five-yard line. One-yard run and a four-yard run. This is refreshing. This is exactly what this team needs. The extra point is blocked by the Lancers, so the extra point is no good, but Seals Grove does increase their lead to 13-0 with 11-16 to go here in the first half. Everything we talked about, you said what's going to seal the deal for a victory, and we got to keep that offense off the field. we got to get to the quarterback to help out with our corners who've had some struggles here. Also, get in the backfield, disrupt things. We talked about disrupting things, and get good field position for this offense, and boy, the recipe has been put right out there for the Seals Grove, and they're taking advantage of it. That's exactly what's happening. You, you, you nailed it, Pat, it, it, that we're doing all that stuff. I mean, their their offense can't get out of its own way with our defensive front pressuring them like that, and our offensive line just took charge there on the five-yard line. It was or a seven-yard line, actually. That was terrific. And it all started with a 56-yard return by Brett Four setting it up, and you said it throughout the season that our, our return guys – Look like they're going to get get an opportunity to get to that wall and really make positive plays from the punt return. And, boy, Brett Ford took advantage of it there and really got to the edge and set up that, that offensive possession. Brett has a, a nice knack for running the ball in the open field. And the way Loyal Sock covers their punts, they're kind of vulnerable to that kind of thing because when you when you're coaching your team, your punt team, you coach them to all flare out and cover the entire field. They don't. They don't, they don't seem to have real strong contained guys to run down the edges and keep everything inside so we're able to get the edge twice now on those guys three times actually and you said it going in our pregame uh, that you saw it on film and you saw that this team could be very vulnerable to the seals go punt returns and opportunities to potentially put in the end zone and boy it all came together on brett four's long punt return setting up that possession and seals Grove finished it off with the touchdown 
It took four plays, just 15 yards, took one minute and 51 seconds. Schoen was able to take it to the left pylon in for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. It's Nate Schoen's fourth touchdown of the season. The extra point blocked, unfortunately, for the Seals. It only took a minute and 51 seconds. The Seals Grove finished that off. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary that that missed extra point bothers me that that, that stuff can come back to haunt you i, I don't want to i don't want to jinx the situation here but we've got to keep things moving we got to keep moving and when the team's struggling offensively you need every point every yeah. opportunity now the defense back on the field loyal sock has good possession here Cavanaugh able to throw the quick hitter to reese watkins he's going to get beyond the 35 yard line out to the 37 yard line Things on behalf five on the catch and run that time by your lead receiver. Maybe six before it's said and done. It's going to be a second down and four for the Lancers. They run the ball. That was a bubble screen. They run that exceptionally well. That's the one thing I was real concerned about coming in. Wide receivers to each side. Fake it to Hill. Cavanaugh rolling to his right. Left-handed quarterback finds his receiver. Makes the catch, gets into Seals Grove territory. That's Aiden Geyer. They're going to mark him at the 48-yard line. So that's going to be first down pickup by the Lowell Sock Lancers. It looked like they're going to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. But first, they're going to have to tend to a flag that's all the way back in the offensive backfield. That's a hold. That's a hold. That's going to come back. Well, they talk about that. Eagle one se- on Eagle 107 joins Sean Carey in the afternoon for the last few hours of your workday. He'll keep those seven-song supersets going every hour, and we'll crank up the rock and roll with the 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. And on Friday, Sean kicks off the block party weekend at 3 o'clock. It's all on Eagle 107. So you see Loyal Sock doing two things to counter our um, our our pressure inside from our backers and, and so on. They're throwing bubble screens to get the ball out of there quickly, and they're running sprint-out pass to get the quarterback out of there. So Seals Grove trying. Oh my to, goodness! You now we got some more flags being thrown yep. here. Their quarterback's doing a real nice job of pulling our off our defensive lineman off sides with his cadence. So that's been their best offense of the night. Has been the quarterback hard counts and getting our defensive line and linebackers to jump and they walk off five yards to put the ball at the Loyal Sock 26-yard line. Second down. They were caught at about 16 for the. Lancers, they got to get it all the way to their own 42-yard line. Cavanaugh's going to try to do it with the throw. It's got Watkins out there well over his head, defended by four, falls incomplete, and it's going to set up a third down for the Lancers. Once again, Loyal Sock is very concerned about our rush inside, our blitzing and our rush on the inside. They threw, they just threw a fade. I mean, a very quick snap throw just to get the ball out of there, and uh, they ran their, their wide receiver on the right side straight downfield, but the, ball, the, the, the throw wasn't even close. So it's going to be a third down and long. Seals Grove leading 13 nothing, 10-36 to go here in the opening half. Wide receivers to each side for Cavanaugh. Hill in the backfield. He's going to be offset to the left of him. Long count. There's no time on the play clock. Waiting in the crowd here on the near side screaming and hollering as the play clock had gotten to zero, but no official had made the call yet, but they finally do, and it's going to be a walk-off five yards against the Loyal Stock Lancers. Yeah, I don't even think they threw a flag on that one. They didn't want to waste time. <laughs> okay. They're averaging six penalties on the season are the Loyal Stock Lancers per game for 47 yards, and, boy, they're well on their way there with how things are going here in the first half. They trail 13-0. Our pre-snap movement is really messing them up. Cavanaugh drops back under heavy pressure, gets rid of it. 
It's going to be well overthrown as Teague Hoover was trying to make the interception. It was intended for Watkins. Hits the turf, falls incomplete, and it will now be a punting set up here for the Loyal Sock Lancers. So the Steel's defense has done a great job with, with the Loyal Sock quarterback. He's obviously rattled. He's He's uh, set, setting up very quickly and, and getting the ball off as quickly as he can. And he's not throwing well right now. He's very concerned about getting hit. That's because we got pads on him early, and that's exactly what you need to do in a situation. Going to have to punt this one away. Geyer gets the low snap, gets it up. Line drive, end over end kick, take it to four. He's at the 42, makes a man miss at the 45. He's going to get to about the 48-and-a-half-yard line. Good field position once again. For the Seals Grove Seals, give updated score, part of our Aubrey Alexander Toya out of town scoreboard. Montoursville leading Milton 21 nothing. three minutes remaining in the first quarter. That score provided to us by our main man, Ryan Brandt, sending that updated score. Appreciate that. Again, Montoursville leading 21 nothing over Milton. Also, he informs us that Fleming just became the all time leading receiver in yards and touchdowns for the Southern Columbia Tigers. Southern leading 21 nothing with seven minutes remaining in the first quarter. This goes a straight handoff. Getting to midfield on the carry at that time. That time, Ryan Ahmed, as he's going to get about two yards on the carry. Again, right to midfield, like the run, which nothing wrong with a couple yards to set up a second down and eight. Yeah, that was a that was a midline trap right over the center. That was a great job. I mean, we we got a couple of yards. It was good. What we didn't do is we didn't. Our left tackle did not get to the linebacker, the onside linebacker on that one. Gets there, he might still be running. Oh yeah. Good look from the fullback. Second down and eight. Nyland goes in motion. Pitch is going to go to Schoen off the edge, looking for a block from Almond. Now he's going to try to reverse his field. He fumbles the ball. Ryan Almond's going to scramble for it and try to come up with it as the ball hits the turf. And Schoen comes up gingerly after he fell awkwardly to the f- field. And the ball came out of his hand. Looks like Ryan Allman's going to come away with it to yeah. keep the possession for the Seals Grove Seals. But the main concern right now is for Nate Schoen as he comes off the sideline. He's going to be looked at by the medical staff here on the near side. Well, Dean Hollenbach's on the field. I think Dean will get the job done. He's fresh. He's got fresh legs. And he's more of the speedster guy. He'll try to get to the edge. I like to see him. He reminds me some of what Angelo Martin did early in his career. Tries to take it all the way to the edge using speed. I'd love to see him stick his foot in the, in the ground and find that crease and see if he can do that here tonight. Now we got flags again. Remember we talked about flow back in the Chickalimmy game? We did talk about flow. Well, we're losing flow again. It's getting choppy. A lot of flags being thrown. The officials are too involved in this game at this point, but this is an offside, so we'll take this one against the Lancers. So now Seals will benefit from a defensive penalty as it's going to walk the ball into Loyal Sock territory at the 49-yard line. Trey Bainey already standing over the ball, getting ready to run the play here. So we end up with a third and seven. So the- With 8.45 to go in the opening half, Seals Grove leading 13-0. Shock takes the snap. Seven-step drop, rolling to his right, gets rid of it, looking to the sideline. Did Nyland make the catch? He did. He extended himself, was able to tiptoe to the sideline, make the catch at the 41-yard line. That's enough for Seals Grove first down. Danny Shock sprinted right, and Nyland ran it out to the uh, the sideline and, and laid out and made a catch. I think that ball was actually out of bounds, but he was able to reach out and grab it and uh, and keep his feet inbounds. It was a great job by Nyland. Nyland came in the night with 11 catches, leading the team in reception with two touchdowns. He makes one of his best catches all year as he tiptoed the sidelines for a big first down for the Seals. This one's going to go to Hollenbach. 
he cuts underneath the defender, and he's going to be stopped there. He wasn't able to get back to the original line of scrimmage. 54 was the one that came in there, made a play to help finish things off there, and that's Holler. Art Eden Holler, he's the junior, 6'4", 230 pounds, good size lineman for, or linebacker for the Lancers. We have a man down on the field, gives a chance to be able to send it back to Sean for the first time. How about some updated scores from other games going on around the Valley? All right, Pat and Dave, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard tonight on 100.9 The Valley. Going to the end of the first quarter, Shikalemi leading Central Mountain 14 to nothing. Also going into the second, Central Columbia 14, Danville nothing. Start of the second, Montoursville shutting out Milton 28 nothing. A lot of shutouts tonight so far. Southern Columbia 21, South Williamsport nothing in the first. Penns Valley leading Midwest 14 to nothing in the second out in Spring Mills. And second quarter in the Silver Bowl, it's Mount Carmel 14, Mifflinburg 7. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat, Dave, and Zach. Primetime NFL and WKOK this week features the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Sunday night, 7.30. Monday night, it's the Bengals and the Steelers at 7.30. And a new week of NFL football starts Thursday night when the Rams take on the Seattle Seahawks starting at 8 o'clock. All part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family as the injured player for the Loyal Sock Lancers coming off the field. That's number 75. Carlani is a big guy, 6'3", 250 pounds, and hopefully he's able to be tended to by the medical staff. would be all right. He's getting high fives from his fellow teammates. Right now, kind of reset things here. 8.22 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Seals Grove got on the board first on a one-yard keeper by sophomore quarterback Danny Schock, his second rushing touchdown of the season. And then Nate Schoen came back on a four-yard touchdown run with 11-16 to go in the first half. The extra point was no good as it was blocked. That's where we stand. Seals Grove leading 13-0 with 8-17 to go here in the first half. Second down and 11. Danny Schock drops back. Looks. Quick throw this time. Kantz makes the catch on the far side. He's going to be inside of the 35-yard line, about the 34-yard line. Kantz makes the catch. He already has one big 33-yard reception. Quick hitter that time between sophomore quarterback Danny Schock to Christian Kantz. That was a nice-looking play. Um... Danny just uh, he, he he threw the ball out. It was it was just a, about a, a seven yard stop, about a five yard stop, um, and and uh, the receiver just came back to it. Didn't made a nice catch. Two wide receivers split to the right. Kansas is far to the right in the slot is Nylon. That's where Shock is looking. He's rolling to the right under heavy pressure. Still looking. Got to get rid of it. Trying to get it to Nylon up the right sideline. Unable to make the connection. Falls incomplete under heavy pressure that time. Coming by Mayer. He's a 6-1 junior, was able to put pressure on Chuck that time, force a punny situation here for the Seals. So we're at a fourth and five from um, the Loyal Sox 35-yard line. This is fake punt territory here. That's Metzger will drop back to what would appear to be a punt here. We'll keep an eye on, as Dave said, about a fake here. Now, Nate Schoen is usually the up man in the punt team, but this is going to be Ryan on it. Uh, yeah, they're going to punt it. They're going to punt it. So Metzger is going to punt this one away. It's a high kick. Not going to be able to be returned. Fair catch made inside the five, down about the seven-yard line. Why Metzger does it again. Pinning the Lancers deep in his own territory. Now, 
the defense can pin it back and come after him. Let's see if we can make a big play as we're looking for candidates for the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. I can't think of a better time to come up with a defensive touchdown here. Maybe a fumble recovery and a walk into the end zone. This would definitely be a big candidate. Or a touchdown or even a safety. That would be tremendous. Yeah. How about that punt? He, he forced, Wyatt Mesker forced that young man to, to make a fair catch on the eight-yard line. Beautifully done, averaging 37.5 yards a punt for Wyatt Metzger, the senior punter. Pins the Lancers deep in their own territory. As you said, David, the seven-yard line, first down and 10. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Turn, gives it to Deep Man Hill. Trying to bounce the outside, not going to be able to. Trying to get the number on. Is that Heil making the stop yes. on the far side? If it is, it is. Beautifully done. Oh, a solid tackle by Heil. Great job. Uh, it was an inside run. It was supposed to go over the right guard by the, the freshman, the, the great freshman running back from Loyal Sock. And he bounced it outside, and Heil just ate it up. Took him off his feet. Great tackle. He is a sure tackler. He gets to you. He wraps you up. Great job. No gain there. Second down and 10 for the Lancers. They trail 13-0 late here in the first half. Blitz coming. This is going to go to Hill. The show us the speed there. Second level. Still going past the 20. He's going to be beyond the 25, all the way out to the 31-yard line. Big hole opened up, and Hill took advantage of it. They took advantage of our aggressive defense there. They That's going to happen once in a while. It was basically just a draw play by Hill, uh, or by the, um, was that Hill, Coach? Yep. Or, excuse me, Pat? Yeah. Yep. <coughs> Davion Hill, the freshman, six foot, 175 pounds, with his biggest run of the evening as they go with the I formation again. Two wide receivers split to the left for Chase Cavanaugh. Takes a snap. Give it back to Hill. Metzger grabbing a hold of her. Brett Ford trying it. He just dragging both defenders for the nine-yard pickup. Does the freshman Hill showing his strength to go along with some speed? It's going to be a second down Ian one after the nine-yard pickup by the freshman running back. Got Davion Hill just powered his way over the right tackle that time. He, he got hit by two of our linebackers there, I believe, and he just took them with him all the way to the sidelines. Second and two. Yeah, they're going to call it an eight-yard pickup after he stepped out of bounds just short of the 40-yard line at the 39-yard line. Hill late to get back to the dot in the I formation. Cavanaugh gives him the call, and here we go. Second down and two for the Lancers. Hill's going to get the call again. Dancing in the backfield. Ryan Almond says enough dancing. They're going down. Lost on the play. Good job defensively by Ryan Almond. Ryan Almond was not in the mood to dance. Yeah, no, no, no dancing tonight, buddy. No. Ryan Almond laid a lick on that running back about a yard into the backfield. That was terrific. So it's going to be a third down play here again. Looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And it could come on this big third down play here for the Seals defense. They lead 13-0 with 5.47 to go here in the first half. Loyal Sox is going to take a timeout here. Dave, allow us to kind of get caught up on some things here. Against the Loyal Sox Lancers come into tonight 3-2. and two. They lost to North Schuylkill to start the season 33-13. Then they put back-to-back-to-back wins when they beat Danville, Schick, and Bloom. And then last week they lost to Montoursville 41-6. Lulsock is averaging 225 yards per game on in total offense. In the rushing department, 128 yards for the Lulsock Lancer. Seals Grove doing a good job against Hill, who's a leading rusher. He did have that big run there in this possession, but outside of that, they continue to do a very nice job against the rushing attack. And as Dave said, every once in a while when you guess 
your blitzes and you come, you might be vulnerable to a long run. Hill got that, but for the most part, this defense has been able to shut down a very explosive freshman running back for the Lancers. Well, it didn't go for touchdown because the Seals were flying to the ball. They were hustling, and that's what that defense is all about. you got to be able to run. And see if they can do that here on a big third down play. Again, Nate Schoen had come out of the game. He's here on the sideline. The freshman, another freshman, but for the Sealers Grove defensive side, and that's Steve Miller. And he'll play that defensive tackle position on this big third down play for the Lancers. Shotgun formation for Cavanaugh. Looks to the sideline for last-minute instructions. Two backs in the backfield. Going to give it to the back coming from the right side. He's going to try to struggle first down, but he's not going to get there. It's going to be stopped at the 40-yard line on the run time. That was Henriquez on the carry that time. This is his first carry of the night. Trying to see who that was. So it was Henriquez. And he's not going to get enough for a first down. So we have fourth down and one for the Lancers. Oh, I think they're going to punt. Again, Seals Grove defense comes up big. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Loyal Sock came out with a heavy formation to the left there. They overloaded everything to the left, and uh, they just tried to run that way. Seals Grove got there. It was a great job by the defense. Aiden Geyer is going to kick this away, averaging 37 yards a punt on the season. Back will be Brett Four, a big return already in this game, along with Josh Nyland standing inside their own 25-yard line. Geyer is going to go away from them. Brett Four is going to have to sprint to the sideline. The ball is going to bounce, go inside the 20, down to about the 18-yard line. So, Dave, just to kind of break down what we've seen in this first half, good field position for the Seals, mostly in this first half. Two rushing touchdowns, got them out to a 13-0 lead. And they came from inside the five-yard line, and that's uh, a perfect recipe when you're trying to get your offense going. And those two, those two touchdowns, I believe, Pat came off of two big plays. We had a, a nice long throw to Cants, and then we had a good punt return that uh, set up those two scores. So now Seals Grove going offense, and their possession will start inside their own 25-yard line after the good punt by Aiden Geyer. First down and ten for the Seals. They lead 13 nothing with 5:03 to go in the first half. Shock's going to give it to the deep man. Nothing there. Blown up in the backfield. He's going to go down. Was that Hollenbach who got the carry? And his helmet had to come off as he might have lost an ear pad or something, but he's going to go back to the huddle after the loss of about four, and it's going to be a second down and 14. Not a good run that time or not a good look for the Seals. No, they had a defensive tackle that came absolutely clean. That uh, The big kid, uh, Malachi... Perlante, he's he's a big dude, and he was untouched. He came through and uh, made the tackle in the backfield. Second and about 14, 13. So, so Seals will stay with that eye formation. Tight wide receivers. Pitch goes to Hollenbach, trying to get to the edge. Aiden Geyer gets to it. He's having a great night, Dave. He's a kind of linebacker you, you would love to have on your team. He flies to the ball. And when he gets there, the play ends up stopping, and he gets it to Hollenbach that time. He's a smart kid. He doesn't overrun anything. Um, he, he breaks down. He buzzes the feet. He comes under control just before he gets to the running back, and he's a solid tackler. Uh, that time we, we ran a toss right, and our fullback just whiffed on him, just missed. And uh, that's part of it. That, that, that defender's a good player. He comes off the edge. He's been very involved. Now he's going to be on the right side this time. Mm-hmm. Will be Aiden Geyer. Seals Grove faced with a third down and long with 340 to go here in the first half this is going to go hollenbach again 
He's able to bounce off a defender at the 15, but then met by white shirts. Geyer involved in the stop there. Like to give credit also to number 11, who's in on the stop, and that's Armson. Made a good stop on Hollenbach's run there, but Betzger will have to punt this one away. Well, Dean got about five yards on that. That was that was a designed run to the outside left, and Dean planted the foot. There was nothing there. Dean planted the foot, got five tough yards right up the gut. It was a good job by Dean. Leaves us with about a fourth, well, a fourth and ten. Now you're going to look to your senior punter again to try to punt this one. Keep his average about 37, over 37 yards a punt. See if they can do that here. But there's a whistle that's going to be blown here, and it's going to be offsides against the Loyal Sock Lancers. Yes. So they're going to walk that off. To it's going to leave us with about fourth and fourth and five now. If we do that again, we make it a first down. The discipline on both sides defensively has not been the sharpest for either team. They both have had offensive side penalties yeah, it's, that time against the Lancers. It's been sloppy tonight, both sides. Metzger looking for a good snap here. He gets it. Now he's going to fake it. He's running with it. Trying to pick up the five yards. Yikes. It's going to be close. Depending on the spot, here's short of the 30-yard line. He had to get to the 28-yard line, and the officials are going to mark it at the 28 and three quarters. If that's the spot, it's a first down for the Seals. Wow. Nice job by, by Metzger. Great job. Uh, he had to stick his nose in there just to get that to get that last yard. That was First down. Where does that call come from? Just think, is that a, a as a senior? I'm going to go and get this. Or no, this no, I, no, line? that comes from the bench. I, I, I would be mighty surprised if a senior would do that on his own. I really would. Although I would, I would trust Metzger anytime. Well, he picks up a big first down, keeps the possession to the seals. Shock will be in the gun. Takes the snap, gives it to Hollenbach. Hit the backfield, nothing. Man, we've seen this in games where Seals Grove has struggled to run the ball, and uh, it's just hard to take. As Shock turns, it hands to Hollenbach, and there's three white shirts standing right in front of Hollenbach, and uh, he's got nowhere to go. Loss on the play of two. It's going to be second down and 12, and just unfathomable. I mean, it just there's nothing there. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating because we just got that. We just went forward on fourth down, got the first down, big chance, and now we we're, we're not moving the ball well here. As Shock will drop back. Needs to get some time here. Looking over the middle for Notley. Making the catch at the 44-yard line. Falls forward to the 46-yard line. It'll be a Seals Grove first down. There's an injured player down on the field for the Loyal Sock Lancers involved in on the stop. But actually, he's going to climb to his feet. So it's good to see the, the defender get up for the Loyal Sock Lancers. But it is a first down. Shock to Nyland for the pickup. It's at the 45-yard line. Heavy pressure on Shock, and he's going to go down. So it's the inconsistency there. He's going to be stopped all the way back to the 32-yard line. Didn't have a chance. Again, that defensive front for the uh, Lois Huck Lancers getting in the backfield. Yeah, they brought an outside backer there, and a down man, a down man came clean. So that, that was a tough situation. We just lost all those yards we got. Second and 23 from our own 32-yard line with 53, 52 seconds left in the half. Seals Grove has to get it to the, to the Lancers' 45-yard line for the first down. Under 45 to go in the first half. This is going to be screened to Hollenbach, and it's going to be blown up in the backfield mm, as Hollenbach clearly slammed to the turf as that injured player who had got back up to his feet was able to make the stop and in a big way, and that's Armson able to make the stop on Hollenbach in the screen attempt by the Seals. That really looked like a horse collar tackle there, which would be 15 yards, but they did not make that call. 
30 seconds ago here in the first half. Keep it around at halftime as we'll get updated. Scores and from around the valley with Sean Carey back in the studio. Also get stats from our stack man, Zach Showers. And also first half analysis as we look towards the second half. And as I look to my left, my daughter comes in and she has two things of fries for me and Dave Hess. I would have said get some for Zach too, but that might have exceeded his diet for the night as he's already had his fill of fries. But this is for me and for Dave Hess, and Dave's going to get a water to go along with it, presented by Murphy O'Brien. Okay, Murphy, I, I love you. <laughs> I love French fries. Thank you so much. And I'm so hungry. They should make a Glade smell of French fries. Did they have that? Does Glade, oh my gosh. the candle smell? Come on, Yankee candle. They should. They should make, you should be able to light a candle and it should smell like fries. Yeah, but, you, but the thing is, you go to your refrigerator. Every, every five minutes. That wouldn't. <laughs> you end up eating the candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd have to get a new scale in my house. I'd, I would. I'd go way You'd beyond. You step the on it, they'd say one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of there now. No, no, that's not what I. Mean. But the fries are here. That's going to come up at halftime as well. So following the timeout, to third down and 23 for the seals. As it's going to go to the deep man and nothing there. Geyer in on the stop. Also making a big hit. Number seven, that's Mayer. And Seals Grove continues to struggle to run the ball. Clock will continue to run under 19 to go. And they don't have to run another play. And Lowenstock doesn't have another timeout to use. So the first half will come to an end here. Seals Grove on the bright side, leading 13-0 on two touchdown runs. But on the adjustment side of things, they're going to have to establish a little more of a rushing attack to help things open up for the passing department. All that will be talked about at halftime. So Seals Grove leading 13-0. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that first half, get stats from our stat man, and also get some updated scores on games going on around the valley. All that part of halftime. Seals Grove leading 13-0. This is Seals Grove Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Here's Kyle from WNL Subaru to introduce the new draft picks for the impressive 2020 Subaru lineup. Check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models. They offer a new rugged and sporty design and upgraded technology with 11 inches of touchscreen control. Come explore the 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy models today at WNL Subaru in Northumberland or during the Bloomsburg Fair on C Avenue. Drive like a champion with a new Subaru from WNL. Find us online at WNLSubaru.com. As an active person, you might try ignoring a painful injury. But why? Quick treatment can lead to quick recovery. Our team of sports medicine providers at UPMC Susquehanna offer personalized care at each visit. Don't let an injury keep you from the active life you enjoy. Sports medicine at UPMC Susquehanna. Call 570-321-2020. Why are you running around the yard? I'm clocking my time. For what? For the most exciting corn maze in the area. It's that time already? Yep. Cold Stony Hill Tree Farms Corn Maze is open. And I want to beat last year's time. 
Oh, you went crazy last year in the maze. You snuck in it twice just to get a faster time. And then you were even giddier in the Christmas shop. Oh, there's so much to look at. I mean, there's nutcrackers, there's stockings, there's ornaments for every event memory. You are so corny. Check out ColdStonyHill.com for maze and Christmas shop hours. Cold Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road, Milton, or at ColdStonyHill.com. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. We are Eagle 107. Seals lead 13-0 at the half over the Loyal Sock Lancers. Good evening. It's Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals, brought to you by Seals Grove Ford. I'm Sean Carey, checking the scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley. Our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Second quarter, Upper Dauphin leading Susquehanna 26-7. Warrior Run shutting out Hughesville 28-0. Central Columbia big lead tonight over Danville in the second, 28-7. On 100.9, the Valley Shikalemi leading Central Mountain 20-7. Get you highlights of that matchup here. Again, tonight's that's on 100.9, the Valley. Uh, we have Penn State football coming up tonight on WKOK. Kickoff just a few minutes away. Penn State and Maryland from College Park. Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Matt McGloin, and Roger Corey will have that for you. Again, that's tonight on 1070 AM. Sketch it to Central Mountain for tonight's matchup between the Wildcats and the Shikalemi Braves. Shikalemi defense shining early in the ball game with this blitz and INT. Braves showing blitz again. Rolling out of the pocket is Probst. Firing downfield, and that one intercepted. And it's picked off on the near side by Ryan Castillo. Probst fires his fifth interception of the season, and the Braves will take the ball, stopping the opening drive at the 24-yard line. It's been a very tough night tonight for Central Mountain. Three turnovers very early in the ball game. Braves quarterback Drew Balestrini with this Shikalemi score. But in touchdown, Shikalemi, as Balestrini gets his first touchdown on the ground from one yard out with a minute 20 to go here in the first quarter. And Central Mountain now trailing on two big turnovers. Shikalemi has turned into points, now 13 to nothing, extra point pending. And the Shikalemi Braves, Davis Marshall with a touchdown two tonight in Mill Hall. Formation with a wing to the near side. One receiver to the far side, that's Marshall. He's got a mismatch. They're looking for Marshall. They're firing it up for Marshall. Marshall tries to get separation. One-handed catch for the touchdown! Pass interference on the defense. Touchdown, Shikalemi. Kevin Hearn, the Chief, Dave Ritchie with the call tonight on 100.9. The Valley as they approach halftime, Shikalemi leads Central Mountain by a score of 20-7. to Again, we got Penn State football coming up very soon on 1070 AM WKOK. Lewisburg will be playing on 100.9 The Valley tomorrow night. Lewisburg's game will be in Seawans Grove at Harold L. Bolig Memorial Field. It'll be Lewisburg taking on the Bloomsburg Panthers. That'll be a 630 Pre-game tomorrow night and kickoff at 7. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels will have that over on 100.9 The Valley. Get your scoreboard updates all night long at eagle107.com. Uh, checking other scores from across the area. Another route tonight for Southern Columbia as they lead South Williamsport. Uh, that game is 62 to nothing in the second quarter. Montoursville with an easy time tonight at Alumni Field. They're blanking Milton 42 to nothing. As we mentioned a little bit ago, the Blue Jays, Central Columbia up 28 to seven over Danville. 
Warrior Run shutting out Hughesville 28 to nothing. Mount Carmel tonight over Man- over Mifflinburg 21 to 7. Believe it or not, this is the first ever visit for Mifflinburg to the Silver Bowl uh, to take on the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes and Williams Valley. They have doubled up Line Mountain. That's early second quarter by a score of 14 to 7. Once again, this game here on Eagle 107, the Seals leading the Loyal Sock Lancers by a score of 13 to nothing. Back and forth tonight. Three downs out, three downs out, and some penalties, too, for uh, both sets of teams tonight. Uh, rather sloppy, uh, choppy, not a lot of flow in tonight's game, but the Seals able to get first points on the board thanks to their young quarterback, Danny Schock. Danny quickly under center, takes snap. He's going to keep it. He's got one rushy touchdown on the season. Make it number two. Seal is grow seal. Touchdown. Love it. Good stuff. That was a good old wedge block quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Great job by Danny Schock. Danny Schock, one-yard touchdown sneak. Uh, capped off a five-play, 58-yard drive, taking a minute 40 off the clock. Seals were leading 7 to nothing, And following a 56-yard punt return by Brett Four, set up this four-yard run by Nate Schoen. Go to Schoen. He's going to get to the far pylon and take it in the end zone for a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Schoen from four for six, fourth touchdown of the year. By Nate Schoen, capped off a brief four-play, 15-yard drive and taking less than two minutes off the clock. Point after was blocked, and that's where we stand at the half as the Seals lead the Loyal Sock Lancers by a score of 13 to nothing. Coming up tomorrow on Eagle 107, we've got college football from Christy Mathewson Memorial Stadium and his family weekend as the Bucknell Bison take on Princeton. Our airtime will be at 3. We'll hear from head coach Dave Cicchini in the pregame. Doug Birdsong, Kevin Herr will have the call 3.30 tomorrow afternoon from Lewisburg here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Don't forget tonight, after the matchup between the Seals and Lancers, we'll have our Service Electric Cablevision postgame show. Dave Hess will be on the field to chat with players of the game, as well as head coach Derek Hicks, and we'll be with you in studio to wrap up week six this evening with Sunbury Motors game night. So again, at the half, the Seals lead 13-0 over Suck. We'll get stats from the Z-Man, Zach Showers, and all the info you need leading up to the second half kickoff with Seawans Grove and Loyal Sock. Pat O'Brien, Dave Hess, Zach Showers coming up after the break. This is Seals Football on Eagle 107, presented by Seawans Grove Ford. Watto Chiropractic. Spinal decompression therapy can help you recover from disc-related pain, leg pain, mechanical back pain, and sciatica. If you've been injured in a car accident at work, at home, or on the field, Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600. Or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. We'll help you recover naturally. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new 2019 Jeep Renegade up to $4,500, and we have over 25 to choose from. It's going to be a fun month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Sealands Grove leading here at halftime 13-0 over to Loyal Sock Lancers. Loyal Sock coming in at 3-2, trying to bounce back from a tough loss a week ago to the Montoursville Warriors because 
Prior to that, they had run off three in a row where they beat Danville, Schick, both on the road, before returning home to beat Bloomsburg in a convincing fashion, 48-14. But again, last week, taking on the undefeated Montoursville Warriors, they fell 41-6. So right now, Loyal Sock trying to avoid back-to-back losses. Seals Grove doing everything they can to try to get to 500 on the season. They're at 2-3 and three on the season. But again, we're at halftime. They lead 13 at nothing over the Loyal Sock Lancers. Taking a look at the stats from the first half. First team numbers as Seals Grove, seven first downs. And Dave, and three losses for Seals Grove, that's what they had total in their three losses, the seven first downs. So that's a good-looking number. We thought they had to get about 14 first downs here tonight, and they are well on their way there, and that's got to be pleasing to your offensive staff. That That's refreshing, actually, and especially to have seven, seven first downs in the first half. And also to be ahead of, of Loyal Sock. Loyal Sock only has three first downs, so the, our defense has done a nice job. The offense is getting better. And Loyal Sock came in averaging 13 first downs uh, per game on the season. So defensively, again, doing a nice job as the Seals Grove defense. Looking at rushing yards and to think that you have seven first downs, and that's more rushing than you have for the Seals Grove Seals. Only five rushing yards for the Seals Grove Seals in that first half to Loyal Sock's 26. But Seals Grove on... A good pass from Danny Schock to to Kant from 33 yards uh, was the big chunk of it. The Seals Grove has 78 yards passing in the first half. And when you look at Seals Grove, they're only averaging 79 on the season per game. So they're at 78 already. So they have 83 total yards for the Seals Grove Seals in that first half. And for the Lowell Sock Lancers, only 20 passing yards in that first half. And that's holding back a quarterback who has 841 yards on the season with Chase Cavanaugh. So, again, the defense playing well that way, holding them to a total of just 46 yards. Again, defensively, it's what we come to expect from the Seals Grove Seals, and they continue to do it here tonight. They do, and and those pass yards are so low, I, I truly believe, because we're getting so much pressure on the quarterback. He, we're, we've we've forced that, that quarterback of Loyal Sock to, to just duck and chuck, man, just just throw it. And and um, they haven't been on target very much at all tonight. He's Our defensive front is, is really mixing it up against uh, the offensive front of uh, Loyal Sox. No turnovers between either team, but penalties are a struggle for both teams. As Loyal Sox came in tonight averaging six penalties, they're at four in that, or excuse me, five in that first half alone for 36 yards. Seals Grove had four penalties as well, and majority of those coming on the defensive side for the Seals Grove Seals when they had back-to-back offsides uh, when they had Loyal Sock in a third down and 17 and uh, jumped twice. So not a good number to have as you're going throughout the first half is those penalties. And, you know, that's the thing is you it's almost like in foul shooting, you know, you don't want to talk too much about the mechanics of someone trying to make a foul shot because it starts to get to mental side of things. You know, but from a penalty standpoint, you know, is that more just – uh, you know, settling down, calm down, understanding the situation because you can't continue to have penalties and really hurt yourself uh, in big games and big moments in games. It's it's discipline. It, it it really is. These these guys have to discipline themselves to turn off the audio. Um, you can't listen to the quarterback's cadence, and that's what's happening out there tonight. The quarterback is doing a good job of of trying to mess with our defensive front because there's so much pre-snap movement in our defensive front. So he's just hard counting them and he's getting them to jump. But really what you need to do is just get a quarterback in practice, get your number one defense out there, and spend about 20 minutes a night just hard counting those guys every over and over and over and and try to get them to come off and and make them be disciplined and, and 
not listen to that quarterback. And as they continue in the second half of the season, that's going to have to be solidified by the defense not to get those cheap offsides penalties because some of those can come in very crucial situations. So we know that they'll continue to work on that. The uh, big play in the game right now is a candidate for the Smokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game is Brett Ford's 56-yard punt return, setting up the Seals Grove second touchdown, and that's where we stand 13-0. So that ends up being a huge play for the Seals, and you knew that was kind of coming. You could see it in the games, even in the games Seals Grove struggled. On the punt return, it's a matter of getting to that wall and that return man getting to where he has to get to, and Seals Grove able to take oh, a, that, advantage of that. I, I, I think that wall set almost every time we punt. It's just a matter of whether our guys can, can catch, if it's, whether the punt's catchable, number one, and whether it's, it's punted to a place where he can get to the wall, but that's there. I'm not sure which of our coaches... Uh, um, is in charge of the punt return, but whoever it is, they, they're doing a great job with that team. And they took a big advantage of that to set up that second touchdown. Now looking at individual numbers, first four, the Loyal Sock Lancers, Cavanaugh, two for four for just 20 yards on the night. His, his catches have been by sure one catch, Watkins one catch. Watkins came in tonight with 22 catches on the season, and they've hold, held him to just one catch. They have tried to go to him, but Seals Grove has defended that well. In the rushing department, Hill, the leading uh, rusher on the season for the Loyal Psych Lancers, 10 carries, just 33 yards. Cavanaugh, four carries, minus 10 yards. So Seals Grove defense coming up big in the rushing department, also holding a good attack in the passing department down in that first half. For Seals Grove, individual numbers, Danny Schock, 8 for 10, 78 yards. That's good high school numbers, good first half for Danny Schock. Big one was 33 yards to uh, Christian Kantz. Kantz has two catches for 39 yards. Good to see Nyland as he has now 15 catches on the season as he's got four tonight for 37 yards. Ryan Albee got into the fold, his third catch of the season. Hollenbach has one catch, but that went for minus 10 yards. Rushing department shown. He's got one touchdown on seven carries, 23 yards total. And also Hollenbach, he's had five carries, but minus three yards. So that rushing department, Seals Grove is leading 13-0. You carry that into halftime, feeling good about that. But for them to get where they need to get, these numbers got to these rushing numbers got to get better. They've got to continue to improve, and and we've got to stop getting thrown for a loss when we're running the ball. We've got to at least get back to the line of scrimmage and get two, three yards. You know, it, I had a coach many, many years ago that told us if we just get three yards a pop, we'll never punt. Mm-hmm. Three exactly. yards, you end up with fourth and one. You know you can get it every time. So at, if we can just get three yards a pop, you know you, you get three, and then you look for more. Here at halftime, again, Seals Grove leading 13-0. Both teams have returned to the field. Big game for both teams as they moved into the second half of the season. Again, Lowell Sock comes in at 3-2. and two. Why, the, why the Seals Grove Seals were at 2-3. and three. But again, something we talked about off the air, Dave. Right now, they're in week six. Everything's looking like if Seals Grove can get some wins here in the second half, it would set up a great opportunity for them to have to probably travel if everything goes the way it looks right now to Jersey Shore once again to play in the district championship. And that's even where the more emphasis is about being able to run the ball. Because when you go up to Jersey Shore and have you play on the grass field, that's going to have to have five games on it. And we saw it after one game when we were up there in week two that the rushing game is going to have to become a big part of what they do, especially if they plan on trying to get to that goal of winning district title. Yeah, you have to, you've got to be, you've got to have a balanced attack if you're going to win any kind of championship. That's just the way it is. Uh, and, and, 
truly, we, we've got to develop that run game because we will be in situations that are very challenging when it comes to the field conditions, when it comes to the weather, and we're going to have to be able to, to lean on the run. And th- those days are coming. As again, we're at halftime. Seems like a long halftime. Lots happening here uh, at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, but teams are ready to get back on the field. See uh, Nate shown a brace on that left leg, so it looks like he's going to give it a go here in the second half. As he's been checked out by the medical staff, he has the second rushing touchdown of the night for the Seals Grove Seals and his fourth on the season. He leads the team in that department, rushing touchdowns with four rushing touchdowns. When you break down what Schoen's been able to do throughout the year, boy, you go, feels like it's been eons ago in his 26 carry, 157-yard performance back against Lewisburg. He had a touchdown in that game, but since that time, he had five carries for minus five yards against Jersey Shore. He had only five yards against Southern Columbia on six carries. Now, he did end up with 74 yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns against Schick. Looked like he was well on his way to a 100-yard night, but he, you know, a good uh, 7.4 yards a carry. Not bad, nothing to sneeze at with two touchdowns against Schick. But we know Schick, from a personnel standpoint, is nothing from what they're going to see if they wanted to continue to uh, move themselves deeper into the season. And then against Berwick last week, nine carries for only 37 yards. So, again, the struggle is there. But, boy, that, that 157 yards in that first week out, you felt like you're going to have, you know, an opportunity to uh, maybe have a 1,000-yard rusher. It has not gone that way at this point, but uh, the work will continue. Yeah, and that the offense just has to continue to improve and get better each week. And Seals Grove leading 13-0. Halftime is over, and we're starting the second half. Seals Grove will get the ball. It's a short kick. It'll bounce at the 20-yard line, hit the turf, picked up there by Hollenbach, shakes a would-be tackler, still going, and he's going to get just short of the 30-yard line as he's able to bounce off a would-be tackle back at about the 22-yard line and able to take it out for a 7-yard pickup to the 29-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals from their own 29-yard line. This is a good time for a long drive, a big momentum shift. A big, a, just steal the momentum for the second half right now, guys. As they'll come out, Danny Shot gets the final instructions from the sidelines from offensive coordinator, quarter, coordinator Mike Ferraro. He'll line his guys up with wide receivers to each side. The tight end is on. They got two tight end. Look, this time Ryan Allman on the right, Metzger on the left. Nightly goes in motion. The pitch is going to go to Schoen. Trying to cut up on a defender does. Bounces off another would-be tackle. It's going to take it beyond the 30-yard line out to the 33-yard line. So pick up a four on the carry that time. Second down and six for the Seals. That was not a poorly blocked pa- uh, play on the inside, but the problem was it was supposed to go outside to the right. It was a toss right. And they had an outside backer and I believe a defensive end that came clean and turned Schoen uh, back to the inside. And he got about four real tough yards on that, so we're at second and six. As you talked about, if you get three yards on every play, you do not have to punt. You move the chain. Seals Grove looking for that recipe here in the second half. Shock's going to throw it for Kant. Makes a catch. Nope, in and out of his hands or flag on the play as well. That's an unusual miss by Kant. He usually catches those balls. You know, when, when Danny Shock gets time, he can throw the ball uh, very, very well. And, and a couple of plays tonight, he's had some time, and he's delivered a nice ball. That, that last one was probably a ball that should have been caught. But it's going to be a holding call against the Seals. Now it's a question whether they decline it or whether they're going to march them back. Officials going to let us know here. And they are going to march it off. They'll still be second down after the penalty. So they'll mark the ball back inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. 
So it's going to be a second down, and it will say 15 for the Seals Grove Seals after the penalty. Hate to see the ball going in that direction. Looking for something positive. Danny's going to drop back. Look it. He's going to throw out to nobody. Yeah, two receivers out there, which, you know, I've watched a lot of football in my life, and I often hear someone say if there's two receivers that close, someone didn't run the right route. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, they were two, two, two receivers on top of each other. And Danny had no time, and I, I think that was just a throwaway. He threw it over their heads and threw it out of bounds, which was a smart thing to do. <coughs> So it sets up a third down that quickly. Third down, and we're calling it about 16. Just started second half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Low snap to Shuck. He's looking to throw it to Nyland. Deep down the right sideline, fighting off a defender. Not going to be able to. It's going to fall incomplete, and Seals Grove will have to punt it away. That was a well-thrown throw, ball by, by uh, Danny Shockey. That was just a fade pattern down this t- the right sideline by Nyland, and he actually threw it. Delivered a pretty nice ball. It just uh, um, Josh just wasn't able to pull it in. <coughs> so Metzger will have to jog out and punt it away. As he will try to flip field here as the return man standing inside their own 40-yard line waiting for the Metzger punt. It's a good snap that time. Goes off to the right. It's going to be a high kick trying to force a fair catch, and he does right at midfield. Sure, will make the catch there right at midfield. Loyal Sock will take over first down and 10. We, we, it's, it's tragic that we couldn't get a first down there. That, that would really help the field position. We've got to move those chains because now Loyal Sock takes over with a new set of downs right on the 50-yard line. Updated from Ryan Brandt once again. Southern leading 69-0. Also, Milton trailing as well to Montoursville. Some updated scores, part of our Aubrey Alexander out-of-town scoreboard. So, Southern has not been scored on in 2019. Now, Loyal Sox keeping two backs in the backfield. It's the first time I've seen them do this. They're probably going to max protect and throw the ball here, maybe. Cowball turns, going to give it to the back going from left to right this time. He's going to be hit as he jumps over a defender at the 49-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Looks like he get forward momentum to the 48-yard line. Two-yard pickup that time. Second down and eight for Loyal Sock, trailing 13-0. It was, a, it was a, a run to the right to the outside. Teague Hoover just, just got there and just ended it. It was a ter- terrific hit by Teague. Now this time they're going to go with a one-back look. Late personnel getting out on the field. Week six and you're struggling with personnel are the Loyal Sock Lancers. Two backs in the backfield, wide receivers to each side. Second down and eight. Blitz being shown. Cavanaugh drops back. Looking over the middle for Geyer. Unable to make that connection, and that's a good call. Teague Hoover lowered his head and went helmet to helmet with Geyer, and just not a good play. That's going to be the call. And and the reason I say that, because it's a risk. You know, you just don't want to do that. No, it it, it is a risk. And you you worry about every individual kid out here with their heads and that kind of stuff. And uh, you you want to teach the kid not to do that. Yeah, you can't. You cannot lead with the head because you end up hitting the, the top of the forehead. And that's the worst angle you can ever get for a kid. So we'll go against Teague Hoover. It was a good, aggressive play. He was there, went behind Geiger, and it or uh, Geiger hit the turf. It, it wasn't going to be a completion. And uh, so an aggressive play by Hoover, but he'll be the first one to tell you that he, he knows he can't do that. Very unfortunate. Now it gives them a, a first down on our 37-yard line. It's going to be a first down and 10. Go with a pistol look here. Turn, give it to Hill. Straight up the middle. 
and he's going to get to the 30-yard line after the three-yard pickup. So it's going to be a second down and seven. So now Seals Grove defense trying to overcome the penalty that put the ball in Seals Grove territory to the 33-yard line. Now after that run, it's at the 30-yard line. It'll be a second down and seven. 9.50 to go in the third period. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Cavanaugh takes the snap. Look at the throw. Under heavy pressure, in and out of Reese Watkins' hands as Cavanaugh under heavy pressure by Ryan Allman. Also Bainey in the backfield. And it's going to be a third down play here. Like a third down and seven for the Lancers to try to keep this possession going. Cavanaugh saw that pressure coming. He 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 got clocked when he threw the ball by Ryan Allman. And he, he obviously didn't make a good throw. And that's exactly how he defended a good quarterback. Looking to come at him again here. Third down and seven for the Lancers. Trailing 13-0. Cavanaugh gives a hill. He bounces in the backfield, makes a man miss, showing a wiggle. He's going to get it to the 20-yard line and go down there. Short of a first down, Metzger involved in the stop. And I'm going to bank on that Hoover somehow is involved in that stop as well. Fourth down and two for the Lancers, and they're in four-down territory, trailing 13-0 here in the third period. This is the play of the game right now. This is huge. It wouldn't surprise me if they're going to try to draw us off sides here to get that first down. They had us jump a few times early on. This is where the discipline you're talking about. Wide receivers to each side. Fourth down and two. Could be a candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game. Goes to Cavanaugh. Hit in the backfield. No, he didn't get it. Micaiah Showers raced in there, was able to get him. He's going to lean forward. But now it's a inexact science, and they're going to say he stopped him, and he's he going to be short of a first down. Turnover on downs. The Seals Grove defense comes up big. That was unusual. The quarterback was in a shotgun on a fourth and two, and he ran it up the gut, and our defense got there. It was great, great defense. I don't quite stop. understand that, though, but uh, that's... Especially you... the kind of success Hills had. Maybe stick it in his hand and let him wiggle and pick up some yards. But yeah. it's to our benefit, so uh, great play. Yep. Because it turns it over on downs, and it goes back to Sealens Grove. They lead 13-0. Trying to see who is at center there. That's Bainey at center. I've seen yes. Nick Young's in there playing that right guard position. First down and 10 for the Seals after the ball got turned over on downs. This is going to go to Schoen. Dancing in the backfield, he'll go down. Lead left, and there was just nothing there. He got he was met by a, uh, a defensive end and uh, a defensive tackle before he even got to the line of scrimmage. Holler was in there initially. Junior, 6'4", 230 pounds, takes Schoen down. So it's going to be a second down and 12 after the two-yard loss. Maul comes into the game number 79. And he's going to come in for Miller, who's going to come to the sideline. Christian Kantz will split far to the right on this second down and long. And he this needs is, to back up. This is so important. This is We're, we're pinned back on our own 22-yard line. Shock's going to roll to his right. Looking, looking. Still stretching out. Now he's going to start to run. Nope, pulls back. Tries to pit it in there to his receiver. But Aiden Geyer makes the, the good defensive play. Knocks the ball out of bounds. Unable to make the connection. And it's third down and long for the Seals. Well, uh, Danny had some good protection that time. It was a sprint pass right. That's one of the antidotes to a, a, a lot of pressure coming up the gut. Is you, you run a sprint out pass. And the protection worked. But we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't get a receiver open. So forces a third down and 12, 8-13 to go in the third quarter. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Like to pick up a first down here some way, somehow, flip the fields. But it's going to be a big task here. It's Aiden Geyer coming off the edge. Shots got some time. Looking over the middle, looking for Nyland. 
well over his head. Looked like he had him on a slant. Connection not made. It's a fourth down and a punt. Yeah, that was and that was a, a slant by uh, Nyland there, and it was just slightly overthrown. So unable to make that connection. It will be a punting situation for the Seals. A lot to ask here for Metzger, your senior punter, as he'll look to try to step up and boot it away. Two return man standing inside their 40-yard line in Lancer territory as Metzger waits for the snap. He gets a good snap here. He faked it the last time, but no fake this time. It's a high punt. Fair catch is going to be made by the return man once again. Good job by Metzger. No return there, and that's what you asked for, right? Get it up nice and high, force a fair catch, and no threat of return there, and Seals Grove will see the Lancers at their own 46-yard line trailing. The Lancers trailing 13-0. And they have the ball on their own 46-yard line. The Lancers do, and uh, Lancers have not had a big play here. Last week, it, the Berwick Bulldogs were able to pull off three big plays, big difference in that game, but the Lancers have not been able to come away with that big play and credit the defense and their preparation for this balanced attack of the Lowell Sock Lancers coming into tonight. Cavett on a shotgun formation, looking right. Quick throw out there to Reese Watkins. Makes a man miss, and it's going to dive forward into Seals Grove territory to the 48-yard line. Should be a pickup about five, maybe six. It'll be a second down and four for the Lancers. That was a bubble screen to the right. Uh, the, the wide receiver all the way over toward their sideline just backed off the line of scrimmage. The quarterback threw to him very quickly, and he got upfield for about seven yards. So second down and short in Seals Grove territory for the Lancers. Hill gets the call, gets away from the defender, and then goes down quickly after a short pickup there. Trying to see who was on the stop there. Maybe Bainey. I don't I think Nate Schoen was initially in there. Yeah. And Bainey helped finish him off. Short of a first down. They have it at the Seals Grove 46-yard line. So it'll be a third down and two. Another big third down play here for the Seals. This is a huge play right now because they're they're going to be forced to punt if we stop them here. They can't kick a field goal from here. As Cavanaugh gives instructions to Hill. Pistol formation with wide receivers to each side. Long count by Cavanaugh. Fakes it to Hill. Looking over the middle. Got Geyer wide open. Running away from a defender. Still going. There's going to be an illegal block on the run that time as number 16 came back and was able to get to Nylon. That's Vandeveer. He's a junior. And that initially looks like that's what the call will be as Geyer had taken it from the left hash. Got outside the numbers on the run after making the catch from Cavanaugh. But the Officials are chit-chatting, and uh, we'll get the final call here as they will talk it over on what could potentially be a play that's negated by the penalty and the way they're walking off. That's exactly what it'll be. That's a spot foul, 10-yard penalty. The Steelers look for win number one on Monday night as they open play in the AFC North as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals at home Monday night. The pregame show at 6.15 with a kickoff 8.15 on 100.9. The Valley. So that penalty against the Loyal Sock Lancer takes away, which would have been their biggest plate of the night. They've walked the ball back to the Seals Grove 41-yard line. Hill gets the call. Nope, Cavanaugh's got to keep it. He's hit, goes down. That's Brandon Heil again. There, can we talk enough about the sophomore and his ability to tackle as he gets Cavanaugh in the open field? Oh, he, he is a, an incredible tackler for a, for a young kid like that. And, and Cavanaugh is a, a seasoned player. This kid, he's aggressive. And he's able to get to 
to the quarterback who was trying. If he got away from him, it looked like he was going to be able to get maybe six, seven yards. But Heil comes up with the one-yard stop, second down and ten for the Lancers. Yeah, quarterback ran a zone read there and kept the ball, and Heil met him. In the gun is Cavanaugh. Drops back. Look at two, over the middle again. Got a man making a catch. That's Reese Watkins at the 20-15 inside of the 15-yard line down to the 13-yard line, maybe the 14. They found something in the middle. That That's where Geyer made the catch just a couple plays ago. And uh, this is Watkins making a catch coming across the middle. Last two times they, they threw straight down the middle and they got there. Now that was a wide receiver that ran like a deep drag across the middle and the quarterback found him Kavanaugh and the Lancers on the move this goes to Hill hitting the backfield Ryan Allman takes him down no that's not Kavanaugh I mean that's not Hill on the carry that time it actually is number nine hit by Mike Alquez yeah uh Ryan Allman uh, timed that up he blitzed and caught in the backfield that was an athletic tackle by Allman Terrific job. Second and about, uh, what, about 15 now. Like to go to the old adage, bend but not break. That would be the key right here for the Seals Grove defense on the right. second and long. Cavanaugh gets the snap roll into his right. Under heavy pressure, gets rid of it. It's picked oh. off. Going back the other way of the Seals Grove Seals. Up the left sideline. One man to beat at the 40. Trying to make a miss. Can't. But the Seals Grove Seals gets the interception. That's Teague Hoover stepping in front of the pass. His second interception of the season. It gives Seals Grove Seals great field position in the Laurel Sock Lancer territory. Nick Schaefer created a bad throw by the quarterback. Nick Schaefer came through untouched and hit the quarterback as he threw it. And well, I'll tell you, T. Hoover came out of nowhere and caught that ball. That was a great job. He that, took it up the left sideline for the long return. That That's the biggest play of the game so far, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that, of the second half so far. that That's huge because they, they were breathing down our backs uh, the, the entire time in the second half with field position. That was tough. And if they're in Lulzog, they're able to take that in for a score and make this a one-score game, and it looks like they've just been dominated. Would have been huge, but Hoover has something to say about that on the pick. Pitch is going to go to Schoen. He's going to look to throw. Going deep. Trying to get out there for Christian Kantz. Making a turn on it. Christian Kantz makes the catch at the 12-yard line as he stepped in front of the defender and made an athletic play to give Seelands Grove the great field position inside the 10 down to the 6-yard line. What a cool play. They ran a toss right, halfback pass, and who, uh, Schoen and, and Kantz just did... An unbelievable job of adjusting to that ball. There was two defenders out there, there and he had to come defenders. up under two of them. He beat two defenders to go up and get that ball. Unreal. And put the ball inside the 10, down to the 7-yard line. First down, goal to go for the Seals. They lead 13-0. Go to Schoen. Try to pop it off to the right. He's dragging defenders to the 5. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals. Grove Seals. Schoen threw the pass to set that up. And he puts it into the end zone for his fourth touchdown. Or his fifth touchdown of the season. That was a huge turn of events. We talk about Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. Boy, Teague Hoover. The interception, interception by Teague Hoover, absolutely. And a long return on that interception. And then and then the halfback pass by Schoen with an incredible catch by by uh, Christian Kantz. Holy cow. And it put the ball at the seven-yard right. line. There will be a flag on the play before the extra point try here by Kyle Rule. Uh, we legal dispersation. Yeah. So we're going to walk this one off. And Schoen gets his fifth touchdown of the season. 
You look back to what he did against the Shikalimi Braves as he ended up with two touchdowns in that game on 74 yards rushing. So he matches that here tonight with his two-touchdown performance. Penalty goes against the Seals. So Kyle Rule steps back, boots this one through, and it is good. Well, you go back. I mean, you talk about what we were down here. I mean, we're, you know, Loyal Sox going in. Look like they're going to be able to make this a one-point game or a one-score game. Get them close. There's a big play on it. Ryan Almond came through, made the big sack or made the big stop on the running back. It puts Kevin on a tough situation, and I'm surprised. They roll him to the right, trying to get him to throw, you know, as opposed to going to his left. But he threw it out. There was nobody out there except T. Hoover. Well, the thing about Kavanaugh, though, is that he throws well going to the lefty, right. lefty mm-hmm. quarterback. But, you know, the, the whole key to throwing well when you're running uh, to the right and you're lefty or, or to the left and you're righty is you've got to get those hips squared. You've got to get his hips turned toward your target. He does a real good job of that. Now, when he Nick Schaefer, when he threw that interception, Nick Schaefer was just breathing down his neck, coming Absolutely. 100 miles an hour. So, um can kind of understand that. Teague Hoover just did an incredible job reacting to that ball and that interception. And Seth Seals grew up with great field position. They put the ball at the 38-yard line in Lancer territory. Two plays later, Seals Grove completes the 38-yard drive, taking just 30 seconds. Big plays in that possession. As shown, was able to find Christian Kantz, who made an incredible adjustment to come up with the catch to put the ball at the 7-yard line. And it was finished off by the Seals Grove Seals offense for their third rushing touchdown of the night to push the lead to 20 nothing with 4.30 to go here in the third period. Loyal Sock owned the momentum in the second half so far until Teague Hoover made that catch. We, we had our backs to the wall. We played the whole, just about the whole second half in our own territory. What an effort by Teague. Line drive kick, swip kick. Taken by the up man for the Lancers. And it's going to be hit, go down, and it is Nate Hackenberger on the stop that time at the 30-yard line. He came flying through, good athlete, able to get to him, go down quickly. There was a big hole there. It looked like he was going to be able to run through it and maybe get some a big return there. But um, the uh, Hackenberger, the sophomore, got there and made the big hit. And that thing, you're right, that thing opened up wide. And Hackenberger came out of nowhere and made a really good open field tackle which is not easy that's hard he broke down he buzzed the feet he got under control and boy did he ever put a nice lick on that running back seals leading 20 nothing on that two-play drive extra point good by rule and that came with 430 to go here in the third that's the seals grow forward drive summary shown now is five touchdowns on the season he matches a two touchdown performance back against the shikalemi braves Cavanaugh drops back, looking over the middle again for Watkins, hit by Hoover, and the ball comes loose. It's an incompletion that time. White Metzger walk away from an injured player. Walk away. We don't need to be dancing, staying over the official telling him to. That's a good legal hit. Unfortunately, Reese Watkins is the victim of a good hit by your safety, but when you make that kind of hit, you want to just get away from the injured player, and now they do. So I appreciate that. But right now the concern is for a high school uh, receiver who's down on the turf. And what Loyal Sock did there is they had success with earlier. They they threw a slant right down the middle. It, it got it hit his target dead on. And problem for Loyal Sock is that Teague Hoover was there too. And that was a heck of a hit by Teague Hoover. And he's up. He's good. He gets up, gets his helmet. But that's the play they've been able to expose the Seals Grove defense on that yeah. last possession. Beautiful adjustment there. Right. Teague Hoover right. from his safety position. You know, you look at his size. What's he go about? 
Teague Hoover, he goes about 150 pounds. Brought, boy, he brought all 150 pounds of that plus his uh, his equipment, make him about 153 and a half. He brought it all. Yeah, 153 and a half. You got it. You're right on. How'd you know that? Uh, it's but, my math. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, Hoover hits like he's 225. He does. He hits like a big man. So big play there to dislodge the ball. It was going to be a first down for the Lancers, but Teague Hoover separated the ball from Reese Watkins. So it's second down and 10. Lowell Sock has it at their own 30-yard line, trailing 20 nothing. Cavanaugh's going to keep it. He's got some room up the middle, and he's going to shake a defender or two. Gets it to the 38-yard line, tackled there by Kissinger. But a good run that time by the quarterback, Cavanaugh, to make this a third down and a long one for the Lancers. Cavanaugh got lucky. He ran the, the right side A-gap between the center and the guard. If he had run the left side A-gap, he would have met Ryan Amon on a blitz. Ryan came completely clean and just missed the quarterback in the backfield. Third and about one, right? A long one? We'll call yep. a long one here. Seals Grove defense trying to come up big with the stop here. Get the ball back. Lancers trailing 20 nothing here in the third period. 3.39 to go in the third. Cavanaugh turns, gives it to the deep man. He's got a first down barely by a yard. He's going to have the first down. Look, Micaiah showers in on the stop along with Metzger, but it's going to be just enough for a Lancer first down to move the chains and keep the possession here. They have it at their own 41-yard line. They make it at the 42-yard line. 3.27 to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading 20-0. They're trying to get the record back to 500 as we moved into the second half of the season. Kevin all gets snapped. Give it to Hill. He's trying to get to the edge. Wow. Met by Kissinger, and he's going to go down. Boy, Kissinger just did a Kissinger just did a great job. They ran. They tried to run outside to him. He kept the shoulders square, used his hands, played off blockers, cross faces, and just made a solid open field tackle coming right off a block into an open field tackle. Big play there sets the ball back at the forty yard line. Just as you said, Dave, it's a loss on the play as well. Good job, number nineteen for the Seals Grove Seals. Kissinger is a player. They are developing here tonight. Love to see this defense flying around the ball. And they've done it here in this ball game against a good attack of the Loyal Psych Lancers. Blitz being shown. This is a jailbreak coming here. Here goes Cavanaugh dropping back. He's hitting the backfield. Now he's going to take off and run. He's got some green grass. He's got to get a first down. Tiptoe out of bounds. Is he able to race away from Metzger and Brandon Heil? Showing his athletic ability that time. He saw an opportunity. And the quarterback took advantage of it that time. He was able to shake Whippy tackles. Get it into Seals Grove territory at the 46, first down and 10 for the you Lancers. Know, it, it didn't turn into a huge run because our defense is so fast, and, and they're flying to the ball. So we had two guys run the quarterback out of bounds. He came clean. So now they see the Lancers in Seals Grove territory, first down and 10. Going to give it to Hill between the tackles. Hit by Metzger, goes down. He's going to pick up a five. This will be a second down again, five for the Lowell Sock Lancers. But running the ball right now, uses clock. They trail 20 nothing. It's Hills Grove will be content with that. And the defense has played well against a very explosive running back in the freshman Hill. Mm-hmm. Lowell Sock is surprising me. They're not just throwing the ball over the place. They're mixing it up with the pass and the run. And with that run, it's a second down and five. Blitz come in once again. Cavanaugh's going to take off. Underneath Heil that time, he's going to have a first down. Crosses inside of the 35 to the 34-yard line. So he will have a first down. They'll reset the chains there. 151 to go here in the third. 
20 to nothing lead for the Seals Grove Seals. Hey, Cavanaugh did a very good job that time. That was a zone read, and he, he saw our outside linebacker was crashed on the running back. He faked it to the running back. He pulled it out and got some yards. On the season, Seals Grove just four rushing touchdowns. They have three tonight alone to bump it up to seven on the season. Cavanaugh dropped back, looking for Geyer over the middle, makes the catch, bounces off Hoover that time, dragging the defender. Hoover gets back into the play after Kissinger was unable to tackle Geyer, get it inside the 10-yard line. Lowell Sock in business at the 8-yard line to be a first down goal to go. Geyer was the inside receiver there, and he just ran a seam right up right at the hash marks, and the quarterback just, just threw a nice, light, uh, a real touch ball to him. They found some weakness in the middle of that defense. Yes, they did. And a big play there. Cavanaugh's going to keep it off the right side. Cuts it back between the hash inside the five, down to the three-yard line. Kissinger and Ryan Allman along with Hoover on the stop. But it's going to be a second down goal to go from about the three-yard line for the Lewisock Lancers. We're trying to get on the board for the first time tonight. Right now, trail 20 nothing to the Seals. Cavanaugh just ran that ball, and, and he, he took it down to about the two-yard line, or about the four. Boy, did he get hit. Shotgun formation this time for Cavanaugh. Gives it to Hill. Dancing in the backfield. Goal line. Touchdown for the Loyal Sock Lancers. Oh, we got a flag came out late there. There's a flag on the play. Let's see if that brings that back. Cavanaugh able to hand it off to Hill. He has five touchdowns on the season. Against Seals Grove. Yeah. So that will keep the touchdown for the Loyal Sock Lancers as Hill gets his sixth rushing touchdown of the season. And the Lancers get on the board first. Now you look back to that interception by T. Hoover. How big is that? Because the Lancers come right back and take it down the field and get points on the board. That was an impressive drive by Loyal Sock. They mixed the pass and run very well. Cavanaugh looked like a seasoned quarterback on that uh, drive. He's okay. only a junior. And if they had any hope in getting back in this one, that's the kind of drive the Lancer fan faith, uh, fans were looking for. But the extra point is blocked, right. so... We equal out on the block extra points now. Seals Grove still leading, but give up a touchdown to the Lowell Sock Lancers with 42 seconds to go in their third. It's now 20 to 6. Seals. It looks like Wyatt Metzger blocked that extra point. Of course it would be Wyatt Metzger, wouldn't it? <laughs> He's the man. Came racing through, and that's a big blocked extra point. Seals Grove got one of theirs blocked. It was their second attempt of the night that was blocked by the Lowell Sock Lancers. So Right now, it's a two-touchdown lead for the Seals Grove Seals. They lead 20-6 with 42 seconds to go here in the third period. Seals Grove need to put a drive together, use some clock, move into the fourth quarter, and try to get more points on the board. That would be the perfect recipe right now for the Seals Grove Seals as they want to try to continue to extend the lead here. Right now, it's just 14 at 20-6. Yeah, based on that, that, that what we just saw on that drive by Loyal Sock, well, we cannot rest on our laurels. We've got to get right back after it, get this this kickoff, and 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 take the momentum back. Loyal Sock, because of that penalty, is kicking off of the Seals Grove 45-yard line. So this is going to be a tough situation for the Seals to get good field position from. And you have to watch the onside kick as well if you're here. Oh boy, that's Obviously a good thought. The, the ball has to travel 10 yards. Yeah, that's a real good thought. Let's see what they're talking about, but see what Seals Grove does here. The up man, the, the first line on this kickoff return cannot. Yep. So that's the Derek saying. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Because we got to watch what they're going to do here. Like you said, the kickoff's going to go from the Seals Grove 45-yard line. 
Well, we have a timeout here. Sean, can we send it back to you from some updated scores on other games going around the Valley? All right, Pat, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard on 100.9 The Valley. Broadcast tonight with Shikolemi and Central Mountain. They just started the second half. The Braves lead by a score of 31-7. to Third quarter, Central Columbia leading Danville 28 to nothing. At the Halfman, Toursville leading Milton 42 to nothing. Early third quarter, Southern Columbia 69, South Williamsport nothing. Upper Dauphin cruising past Susquehanna 40-7. to And in the third quarter, Jersey Shore leads Shimokin at Kemp 28-7. to Seals take on Shimokin next week. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat, Ryan, and Zach. Thank you, Sean, for those updated scores and other games going on around the Valley. Here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, the Seals Grove leading 20-6, but the Loyal Stock Lancers just got on the board. A 10-play drive covering 70 yards, took 3 minutes and 44 seconds. The extra point blocked. Seals Grove lead 20-6 following that three-yard touchdown run by Hill. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Now, timeout was taken, and they get the hands team up now. You see Metzger shown. They're lined up for an onside kick. See what they do here. It's a perfect it is. It is onside kick. It's not going to travel 10 yards. Stay away, Seals. It's not going to travel 10 yards, so Loyal Sock can't do anything with it. So I failed at event or a... Uh, Attempt there by Loyal Sock to not even give them a chance. The so Seals Grove ended up with the ball on their own 39-yard line. Not bad field position considering all that. You almost think when they went to that change, do you just kick it away after that? They had such momentum. And I, I agree. Do you just kick it away and, and keep the momentum and, and bank on your defense getting your the ball back for your offense right away? Because your offense is moving now. Now they gave Seals Grove pretty good field position. Although the Loyal Sock defense has been shutting us down so far this half. Could be the last play of the third period. Again, Seals Grove leading 26. Trying to answer the Loyal Sock touchdown. Danny Shock throws it away. Slammed to the turf. Again, three defenders came clean. Danny dropped back to throw, and he just did not even have an opportunity. He found a, a receiver close enough to the sidelines that he could throw it away. Smart play by Danny Schock. And the most impressive drive of the night has been by Loyal Sock on that last drive when they took a 10 plays, 70 yards. But the positive side for Seals Grove, it took them three minutes and 44 seconds to get the touchdown. So from a clock standpoint, that's beneficial for the Seals Grove Seals. But you can't get the ball right back to them. A lot of time left in this game. Schoen gets the call. He's in the second level. Runs over a defender. Takes it to midfield. It's going to have enough for a Seals Grove first down. That's a momentum builder there for the Seals. Our offensive line moved the line of scrimmage 10 full yards on that play. 10 full yards. Schoen didn't get touched until he got 10 yards. That was an amazing play by our offensive line. Might have been the biggest 10 yards of the night for the Seals Grove Seals. That's you. They needed it most because we need to get that momentum back right now. That's a that's a big step in the right direction. That was just a, a plain old dive right up the gut. It almost looked like it was wedge blocking to me, which is my favorite blocking scheme, where everybody just takes a step toward the right guard or left guard, and you get upfield and, and block the first guy you see. Well, let's no see thinking if, involved. Just let's aggressive. See if they continue with the edge blocking and 
bring a smile to Dave's face as we move into the fourth quarter of the Seals Grove Seals leading 26 of the Lowell Sock Lancers. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I was skipping Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Skip, what is going on? It looks like maybe a little junkyard growing here. What is happening? <laughs> well, Sharpie and, and the rest of us here at Seals Grove Ford are at it again. $3,000 minimum trade. That's right. We'll get that junker out of your driveway, out of the backyard. There might even be a tree growing up through it. $3,000. Any in-stock, new, or pre-owned vehicle over $10,000, Scott. Right here at Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Offer is 930 In-stock vehicles only. Must have title for trade. Tax and tax $3,000 minimum trade. Bound and stock vehicles over $10,000, as his vehicles exclude. This is Eagle 107. Back here at Harold L. Bolick Memorial Field, getting ready for the fourth quarter as the Seals Grove Seals lead the Loyal Sock Lancers 20-6. Seals Grove picks up a first down, as you heard Dave said. Beautiful blocking up front. Like to see a lot more of that. They stay with the eye formation with two wide receivers split to the right. Danny Shock under center. They have it at their own 49-yard line. Give it to Schoen. Take it to the edge. Runs over a defender. Get into Lowell Sock territory to the 47-yard line. And as you said, Dave, you get three yards every time. You never have to punt. Boy, well, that would be a beautiful just run every time. And then it's a bonus if you get four like we just got. So that's great. We're in good shape. Second and six. And Mikey Mall is back in there, left guard. I love Mike Mall. He's a good kid, and he's a big guy. Big size, run behind him, and maybe that's even more of a a sign that that's, they're going to keep it tight. There. Let's see if we can just move it right down the Put field. Put that big senior in there and just run behind him. High formation behind Shock. Allman's going to get the call. He's second level. Bounce off a defender inside the 40-yard line. Still going. Using that strike. He's been away from defenders inside the 25-yard line before he finally goes down. That's a big boy run. <laughs> Ryan Ahmed just took on every defender that Loyal Sock has. I think guys came off the sidelines trying to help. I think they did. I think I saw Van Fleet. I, I think he went through him twice. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I didn't give him credit. I thought the I thought it was going to go down three times. I, I, I did too. He just oh that, that kid's tough. And you know it looked like inside a popcorn machine. Like all the popcorn was popping was up, popping up, and flying. Ryan just was going down the field. Yeah, it did. Yeah, twenty-four yard run. One of the strongest runs you'll see by Ryan Alman. He doesn't get many chances, but boy, did he make the most of that one. And that was a basic fullback belly. Ryan cut it back there, which made it go. And he's going to get the call again. Barrels over a defender. Falls forward inside the 20-yard line. Dave, you talked about the Trinity game back in 2014. Was that the year where we were at their place? And we also did it here, too. We no, did it, it here. It was here? Yeah. Yeah, we ran, uh, we ran the ball 80 times that day. We just wedge blocked and kept running up the gut. We set a state record for the number of rushes in a game, 80. And that was number six all-time in the entire United States. And what a night it was. It was a great time. Seals Grove made the most of their rushing attack. They're doing it here. Rhino Omi gets the call again. Bulling over defenders. Spinning to the 10-yard line. This is looking remnant of what you saw in that game. I like this. They just ran Ryan Omin on a fullback belly, a fullback dive. And that time was a fullback counter. But the bottom line is they're all hitting the same place, right up the gut. And our offensive line is absolutely owning that line of scrimmage right now. This sets up a first down goal to go for the Sealands Grove Seals. Looking to try to finish the, this drive off and push the lead back out to three scores. 
They stay with the eye formation. Shones the deep man in the eye. Turn, give it to Almond again. Straight up the middle. That offensive line get a huge push. Something we talked about after last week, Dave, and you said it and you know about the offensive line. Sometimes when you get that offensive line doing too many things and everyone gets confused, there's not much you got to tell an offensive line when you're just going right down the field. Absolutely. You know, the old saying for a lot of coaches say uh, will refer to is if, if you're thinking, you're stinking, and, and you can't think as a player. I know that that does sound a little crude, doesn't it, Zach? <laughs> but uh, if you're thinking, you're stinking. You can't think. You've got to be out there. It's got to be automatic. You just go play football 100 miles an hour every play. And this what we're doing now is simple stuff. This one's going to go to Schoen, trying to bounce to the outside, and... He's going to be taken down and play finished off very quickly. And that was a tailback counter. They faked it, Dom, at that time and then ran the tailback the opposite direction. And we got a little too fancy there. So now it's going to be a third down goal to go out near the 10-yard line for yeah, we lost some yards there. the Salem's Grove Seals as they're trying to put more points on the board to push this out to a three-score lead. Right now they lead 20-6, to six, using a lot of time on the clock, down to nine minutes to go in the ball game. Seals go trying to push the record back to 500 as they move into the second part of the season. Shock dropping back, looking under heavy pressure, gets rid of it, throws it to show, makes a catch at the 12, shakes the defender to the five, down to the four, maybe the three yard line. So Dave, coaching hat on, fourth down, goal to go from the three. And looks like they're going to jog Kyle Rule out. Is that what you would have done that's as well? That's exactly what I would do. I'd, I'd get the points. Get the points. And that is what they're going to do yep. here. It's 20 to 6. Push it to 23 to 6. And it would be a momentum builder here. You get points on the board after an oppressive drive, most of it by the rush. Did he get the pass there to Schoen to take it inside the five yard line? But Kyle Rule, one for one on the season, well in rule range here. As he'll kick the 21-yard field goal, it's a line drive up, and it is good. And now we just made it a three-score ball game for Lois Lock if they're going to come back. And they're doing. They're going to have to do it with just eight minutes and 44 seconds to go in the game. Again, Seals Grove needing to answer the Loyal Sock touchdown, and they do just that. Able to take it down the field and did it with tight formation, running the ball. Ryan Allman getting the majority of the carries, making the most of them. That big run he had as a candidate for the Smoker Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game as he carried defenders for that long run to set up that touchdown for the Seals. That that should be uh, considered because that was a, quite a run. Holy cow. He was dragging white shirts. We Kennedy said we think he, ta- he ran over 22 guys. It just so happened he hit 11 of them and hit 11 of them again. And uh, by my mouth, that's 22 if I carried to three, that's, yep, 22. Right now, people are wondering, what the heck am I talking about? I think you're doing good, Pat. Thank you. That's important to me. Hey, can I give a shout-out to one of my friends? Hey, absolutely. Uh, last night, I ran into Sean and Shelly, Sean Wrestler and his older sister, Shelly, and their mother, who's been a friend for many, many years, Lee. And I just want to thank Lee for all of her support through the years. I remember when I played football here, back when we used to run our di- dinosaurs to the games. Uh, she was at those games then. And uh, she was, I remember she was at the parade the day after the, uh, the state championship game in 2009. She was supporting the team, and, and she told me that she still listens to us every week. So thank you, Lee. Well, it's nice to know we have one. Oh, I think we have more than that. Oh, do we good. Kyrule, swift kick. It's going to go to the sideline, and it's going to roll out of bounds. <clears throat> Give a chance to let you know about that touchdown or that field goal. 
uh, drive by the Seals Grove Seals. It was the most impressive, impressive one of the night because it was a nine-play drive covering 57 yards. Took three minutes and 58 seconds. That's a lot of time off the game clock. Finished off with a 21-yard field goal by Kyle Rule, his second of the, the season off the Brett Four hold. And Seals Grove Seals with 8.44 to go, lead 23-6 to over the Lowell Sock Lancers. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. So it'll be a first down and 10 for the Lowell Sock Lancers at the 35-yard line as the kickoff went out of bounds. So Loyal Sock were able to take it on a 10-play drive last time, but took almost four minutes. They can't do that if they want to get back into the game, at least not take up that much time. Handoff goes straight up the middle, nothing there. Down quickly. Two red jerseys, won it right away. Bainey, if I'm not mistaken, and Ryan Allman. Yeah, you got it. That's who it was. Great job by those guys. Able to get in there quickly and make the stop. Again, uh, the defensive front of Seals Grove is creating prob- all kinds of problems for Loyal Sock. They just don't know which way to go because... Our down men are flying different directions every time. We're blitzing from all different spots. So second down in 11. Cavanaugh drops Ooh. back. Looking over Ooh. the middle again. Going to be intercepted by Nyland. He's got shirts in front of him. Up the right sideline, showing his speed. Gets away from one man. Still going up the sideline. 10-5. Touchdown, Seals. Grove Seals. Wow, Nate Schoen came clean on that play. They're going to say he's out of bounds at the two-yard line, Dave. That that official had to make the call from 22 yards away because he could not keep up with the speed on Nyland, and somehow he made the call that's not a touchdown. It's down to the two-yard line, intercepted by Nyland. Darn. Darn is right. That would have been a great touchdown call. That would have been. (laughs) <laughs> that referee just took it away from me. He did. All right, Sean, so go ahead and let that one hit the edit floor. <laughs> All right, let's get a touchdown here. Let's do it from the rushing attack at the fourth rushing touchdown of the night. See if they can do that for the Seals Grove Seals as they get the interception by the senior defensive back, Nyland. They're going to go with the I formation. Ryan Almond, the fullback. Shock under center. Takes the snap. Turn. Give it to Almond. To the 2 1. Goal line, touchdown, Silas Grove Seals. Fullback wedge right. Fullback wedge right. That was great. So take advantage of the interception. One play later, they stick it in the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. And looking to make it 10 straight points in a very short period of time. Looking to put this game away. I, I love it that uh, uh, Mike Ferrero found the fullback tonight. I just think that's terrific. That's been real productive for us here. So Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. It's Ryan Allman gets his first touchdown of the season. The extra point is up, and it is good. The technique of your kicker is perfect because of Coach Dan. He gets them together, and, uh, boy, this uh, Kyle Rule has been almost perfect on the season as he was a year ago. Two field goals to his credit. And now he is uh, 11 for 13 on the season on PATs. That young man is money in the bank. He does not miss. So Nyland gets the 50-yard interception return down to the two-yard line. Finished off by Ryan Allman's touchdown run. Seals Grove Seals gets the extra point and now lead 30-6 to with 7.55 to go in the game. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. That was a fun series. A two-yard touchdown run 
Glad to see Ryan Allman get into the mix. He was a workhorse on that last possession that led to a field goal. This time he's able to take it in. Ten unanswered points in less than a minute for the Seals Grove Seals. Following the Ryan Allman touchdown run there. Seals Grove had two big interceptions and two big returns to go along with it. Prior to Nyland's interception, Teague Hoover had a big one. That's also a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Josh Nyland really wanted to score on that pick. He was he was bound to determine to get that end zone. I'll tell you what, what an effort he made. He broke a tackle out here around the 30-yard line. It was spectacular. And uh, he, he darn near got in. I'll tell you what, Nate Schoen actually set up that, that pick because Nate just absolutely waffled the quarterback. Carl will kick this one away. Swift kick once again. goes to the up man at the 25-yard line. Gets away from one tackler. Dean Hollenbach gets there and slams into turf at the 30-yard line. Good coverage by the Seals Grove Seals. Lowell Sock Lancers will take over at their own 30-yard line. Uh, they trail at this point 30-6. to six. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Good special team coverage. See Macharo coming off the side there along with Nate Almit involved in the stop there. And Nate Hackenberger, as they have chose to swift kick, keeping it away from Hill. So it's important for those guys to get down and make plays. And they did just that on that kick coverage there. Running back goes from right to left this time. He's upended about the 35-yard line on the run that time was number 7 for the Loyal Sock Lancers got some carry off the left, and that's Mayer, the 6195 pound junior, Brett Four on the stop. And that was an outside zone on that play to the left. Now, if they, the quarterback handed to the running back on the way by now, if they follow suit, the quarterback will pull it this time, keep it himself, but we'll find out. Second down play here. Low snap gets it and gets it to Mayer once again, going to the left, short of a first down as he crosses. The 37-yard line. So it's a third down and short for the Lowell Sock Lancers, but the clock continues to run, and Seals Grove's not going to have any problem with that. No, and they're running the ball, and I think that Lowell Sock right now is just trying to, to continue to develop their offense because they're obviously not throwing the ball over the place trying to win the game right now. 6.45 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 30-6. to Cavanaugh. Finds a man open. That's sure. Makes the catch at the 45. Spins. He's going to be stopped there. Hoover and also Kissinger in on the stop. But it's enough for a first down for the Loyal Sock Lancers. That was a good a good throw against the Seals defense because it was just a very quick throw. Uh, it was a um, the trips to the right and the inside receiver just did a sit pattern right right behind the. Uh, our linebackers, right where our linebackers blitzed from, and the quarterback just threw it over top of our linebacker's head, and it was a, a nice-looking play for Loyal Sock there. So brings up a first down and 10 for Loyal Sock. Mayor gets the call again, going left, hit by Ryan Almond, but first getting in there looked like Bainey and also Kissinger once again. He's been invo- involved in a lot of stops here. For the Seals Grove Seals from his linebacker position, nice job on the play there. And Loyal Sock continues to run the zone read to the left, and well, they're actually reading the right side, but he's giving it to the to the halfback going left because the read is not there for him to keep it on the right side, which means that we have someone coming straight up field on him. So it's balls put after the run. 
put at the 47-yard line for the Loyal Sock Lancers, and they're in no hurry here, 5.34 to go, but Seals Grove, no problem with that. The clock continues to run. They lead 30-6 to here in the ball game. Mayor's oh going to get the goodness. call. That again, hit in the backfield. Ryan Almond comes through, gets a host of red shirts involved in the stop there. Nowhere to go for Mayor that time. And going down quickly, thanks to the first man in there, was Ryan Allman. we got a man down on the field. That's Mayor after the run there. He's down. He's being looked at by the medical staff after a host of Seals Grove Seals was able to get there and get to him quickly. Slow to get up, and we'll stop it here. Next week, Seals Grove Seals will be on the road. They'll take on the Shemokin Indians. They're trying to avenge a blowout by the Shemokin Indians a year ago. A surprise to Seal Nation. So Seals Grove will try to go to Shemokin and try to avenge a surprising blowout from a year ago to the Shemokin Indians. That That's going to be a big game. Uh, that, that's got to be a grudge match for the Seals because that was a, a little bit of a tough loss to endure last year. Next week's going to be exciting. Personal foul on both teams. Personal foul on both teams. Timeout taken here by the Seals. So we get you going to our handy dandy high school football scoreboard here. All you have to do is go to Eagle 107. Get the app, of course. And then you can just go to high school football scoreboard. You just hit that. And amazingly, all these scores will pop up, keep you updated on all games going on around the valley. Get a rundown here. Chickalimi leading. Is that right? Chickalimi's leading Central Mountain 38-7. to Yep. And uh, Danville trailing Central Columbia 41-7. to Danville is a week nine opponent of the Seals Grove Seals. Montoursville all over Milton. That's a final 66 to nothing. Southern Columbia leading 76-6. to They've been scored on now have the Southern Columbia Tigers as they lead South Williamsport 76-6 in the fourth quarter. Also Midwest trailing Penns Valley at this says at halftime 35-7 Warrior run all over Hughesville 42-0. All those scores brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota bringing you out of town scoreboard. So Danville week 9 opponent Montoursville week 10 but Seals Grove will be out of Schmokin next week. The defense continues to play well, get a running game going here as they did here in the second half in the fourth quarter here behind Ryan Almond. And like we said, you know, if you sometimes when you take the complexity out of a play and just make it very simplistic, sometimes you'll see some better some some better success and better results than they did on that Ryan Almond drive. Basically it was all to him. That works every time. Uh, it, it, it was a very simple drive. And when they got down to where they just needed to do the wedge to score, that was uh, that was terrific because there was no question that we won that line of scrimmage battle. And they got a field goal out of that at that time. Dave, going back, and I do my research here to that Trinity game you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look in our, our, our next week's opponent, Shemokin. 80 carries, 343 yards that night at Seals Grove. Just barely beat Trinity, 23-21. Yeah. They went 5 for 10 through the air for 61 yards, but it came with 80 carries, 343 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. They, they were so talented with their skilled people. We knew we had to keep the ball away from them and just wear them out. And, and you know, the times they did get the ball, they scored rather quickly a couple of times, and it was, it was a real scary game, but uh, it was fun. 
Zach Adams had 143 yards and a touchdown. Mike Walter, 103 yards. Connor Liesenfeld, 68 yards on the night. But again, he won that one 23 to 21 over Trinity. That's back in 2012, September 7, 2012, which happens to be my daughter's birthday. She would have been seven at that point. Wow. So it was a nice birthday present to her. Seals go get the win 23-21 behind 80 carries, 343 yards by the Seals that night. A little flashback there. Cavanaugh's going to take off and run. Up the left sideline, hit by Ryan Allman, right by the down marker, or excuse me, by the first down chain. But they're going to say he's back at the 46-yard line. But here's another look, too. I was thinking the other Trinity game when Zach Adams rushed 14 times for 245 yards, three touchdowns, averaged over 17 yards a carry on the night. And that was against Trinity as well. The Seals have 456 total yards offense, 353 on the ground. Two games against Trinity. We need them back on the schedule. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> but you know, the rushing department, he almost had 700 yards in rushing against the Trinity two years in a row. That's good coaching. We had, we had a, well, I think we were lucky to have some pretty rugged offensive linemen and some pretty good running backs, actually. I... I that was amazing times. I loved it. It was so much fun. Seals Grove here leading 30-6, to 4.55 to go in the game. Seals Grove trying to even their record at 3-3, three and three, setting up a road game next week against Shemokin. Cavanaugh is going to take it off the left side. He's hit as he gets about two yards. I see 44 in on the stop, trying to get credit to the other guy. Let me see if I get a turn there. It looked like Oscar Macharo. I can see by... A similar hairdo is mine by Oscar Macharo. He's got the hair flowing out of the helmet. <laughs> I not, think, not now, when I was 15. Oh, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> I never had hair. Oscar, wherever Oscar gets on the field, he makes a play, doesn't he? he? Does. And he's back in there playing He has a nose for the ball. I like Oscar. He's on the right side there as Kavanaugh getting the last second calls from the sideline. <laughs> Clock continues run with 4.15 to go in a game. Hill's going to get the call. There's a flag on the play. Did I see? Nope. It was not a flag, so it's a good positive play that time by the Little Sock Lancers to take it inside the 35-yard line to the 34-yard line, short of a first down, third down and three for the Lancers to try to keep this drive alive. And Little Sock is keeping their number ones in there, and they are just looking to grind the ball. They, it's 30-6, to six and they, they're just looking to get better. Stay with the tight formation and fakes it to Hill. Going to look to pass over the middle. Man, wide open, in and out of the hands of... Sure. As the ball came out, T. Hoover just making sure. Talk about putting things on film. You think Schmokin's going to know where T. Hoover is and coming across, separating the ball? He comes like a missile. I think they're going to know where T. Hoover is, absolutely. And they're, they're going to be scared to death of a 5'8", 150-pound kid. Which, and, and, but his name's Hoover, you know, and he's from Seals Grove. So. Well, and, they, and they exposed the middle of that defense early in this game, but they really have shored that up, and a, that's a T. Hoover getting involved there. Absolutely. Cavanaugh drops back, rolling to his right, excuse me, to his left, looking, going to try to get a first down. He does bumped out of bounds by Ryan Almet and by Oscar Machero at the 30-yard line. It'll be a first down. Pretty obvious hold on that play. Uh, there would, I, one of our defensive linemen just about had a shirt taken off by one of the offensive linemen of Loyal Sock. No call, though. That... Well, they get the first down uh, without the call on holding, as you mentioned. So they'll have it at the 30-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Clock continues to run with 3.33 to go on the snap here. Hill gets it. He's going out to the right, being chased by four uh -oh. red shirts, still going backwards and finally going to be caught by four shirts. 
Metzger, Ryan Almond, Oscar Macharo, and Nick Schaefer in on the stop as he's going to go from his own 30 all the way back to his own 49-yard line. So a 21-yard loss on the run that time by Hill. Yeah, he went from the Seals 30 back to his own 49-yard line. That was a rookie mistake. One, uh, running back 101, run that way. <laughs> Don't go the other way. He, he got caught and turned around and tried to outrun everybody. He just lost big yards. And he's a freshman, and probably on the eighth grade level, he may have been able to get away with that. Kevin Onder, heavy pressure again, rolling to his left, gets rid of it. He's got a man out there, makes the catch. He's got a first down, bounces off some tacklers, still going inside the 25, down to about the 21-yard line. Damiano makes the catch as he was able to get away from defender and give Chase Cavanaugh credit. He made the connection. you got to give Chase Cavanaugh a lot of credit. A Loyal Sox quarterback is one tough kid. He was getting clawed at, grabbed. He, he got that ball off somehow and stuck it right on the receiver. Hey, coming up after the game, we'll get some interviews down on the field, updated scores from games going on around the Valley, final stats, final analysis, and it's all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. A timeout taken here. So Van Fleet takes a timeout for the Loyal Sock Lancers. They trail 30 to 6. Dave, but take me into the mindset of coach, okay? You look up the scoreboard as a Loyal Sock Lancers, you think this game's out of reach. Let's work on something. Let's use this as a scrimmage. Let's try to get a rushing game going. Let's work on some things. Is that where you think this mindset is right now as they're finishing out this game, trailing 30-6? to six? Absolutely. But my, the, my first concern would be to have – I'd want my starters to get four quarters. No, I'd want them to get four quarters. I really would because they've had so many short games this year. Uh, one way or another, it's been a short game. And I, I would want them to get that work. Uh, and, this, and, and obviously both teams are, are – they're of the same mindset, you know. It, I don't blame them. I, I would keep them there to the end if I if I had to. But and that's a great, could. yeah. I mean, that's a great point because you look out and the ones on both sides. So Derek Hick hasn't taken his guys out either. And like you said, you need to get the work. Uh, there, there's parts of it that has been a struggle, but you want to finish the game and uh, finish it in a big way. And uh, you know that's what these starters are doing right now. Guys are yeah. still involved, flying around. You see Macharo, he's out there. He's in there for Kissinger. No Kissinger's in there as well. So. You yeah, know, number it, ones are out there. Yeah. So uh, this is this is good work for both sides. Sixth mm-hmm. game of the season. You still got four more. They're both looking and thinking postseason action. Yes, they are. It's a long season, and you want to get to work. They're looking to get better, both teams. I, I don't blame a bit. It's a good point. Third down and one for the Lotus Sock Lancers. Two minutes, eight seconds to go in the game, following the timeout. Cavanaugh drops back, getting heavy pressure again, rolling to his left, under heavy pressure, gets rid of it, throws it away. It's Oscar Macharo in there, Brandon Heil, and on the far side looks like Bainey, or is that 65 Schaefer all involved in the, all involved in forcing Kavanaugh have to throw it away. Nick Schaefer is a big kid, and he's surprisingly mobile. He, he can go to the ball, and I really admire the job he's done as a defensive lineman tonight. He has played exceptionally well. Well, you look at with Loyal Sock, they came in averaging 25 points per game. Obviously, Silsgren were going to hold them well under that. And last week against Berwick, they held Berwick 10 points under their uh, points per game average as well. So this defense is having another big day here for the Seals. This is going to go to Mayer. Off the left, stopped at the 15. Enough for a first down on that short run or that short down and distance that time. But he picking up the first down is Mayer, and uh, Mayer, every time he gets it, he goes off to that left side. Yeah. That's been his uh, 
focal point here against the Seals Grove defense, the right side of that Seals Grove defense. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a zone read, and, and that's the read that's there. The quarterback's just giving it to him because the give is there. Going to go there again. There Mayor again. off the left. He bounces off a would-be tackler, able to mm-hmm. take it just short of the 10 mm-hmm. at the 12-yard line. So it'll be a pickup about three. Clock will continue to run. 1.38 to go. Remember, stick around. We'll have a post-game show for you. Dave will get down on the field, check in with a couple players. Also with uh, head man Derek Hicks. Uh, Seals Grove will even the record at 3-3, three and three, setting up a huge in-conference matchup on the road in Schmokin against the Schmokin Indians at Kemp Memorial Stadium next week. Cavadal finds Geyer, makes the catch, goes down quickly. That's Nyland coming up, making the stop. Hoover helps finish him off. So now it's a matter of whether it was enough. It's going to be short of a first down. So it'll be a third down play here. And now, just from a, an ego standpoint, Seals Grove defense wants to keep him out of oh, the end this, zone. This is a pride thing now. Yeah, the ball's on what, about the six-yard line? We No, about the nine-yard line. They've got to keep them out of the end zone. There's only 53 seconds left with a running clock. As Cavanaugh looks over the defense, takes the snap, looking over the middle again, look at the back of the end zone. Geyer trying wow. to make the catch at the back of the end zone. No call. Now they say touchdown for the for the Loyal Sock Lancers. Yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah, I think he came down with that ball. And and that was just a, a, a just a touch throw over the middle. Um they ran their, their receiver straight down the middle, right into the back of the end zone. Cavanaugh did a nice job laying that ball up. His receiver went up and got it. So they're able to cut into the lead and looking for an extra point here. The first one was blocked. Seals Grove will look to do it again here as Dow will try to attempt the extra point. 43 seconds to go in the game. Snap is low. Dow gets it up. Plenty of distance, and it sails through, and it's good. So as you said, Dave, both ones were still in the game at that point. Getting a full game workout here for both teams. As Seals Grove Seals will look to hold on to this one and prove to 3-3. Three and three. Loyal Sock will fall to 3-3. Three and three. And again, after tonight, Loyal Sock has winnable games as they'll take on Mifflinburg, Milton, Warrior Run, and South Williamsport to wrap up the season. But the Seals Grove Seals after Shemokin next week will be home for back-to-back games against Central Mountain and Danville. The Central Mountain team that was being blown out by Shikalimi and a Danville team last update I think was trailing as well. So a 17-play drive by the Loyal Sock Lancers. Took seven minutes and five seconds, covering 70 yards. Both their drives were double-digit plays and both 70 yards. This one taking seven minutes and five seconds. Kavanaugh was able to find Geyer in the back of the end zone for an eight-yard touchdown reception. And it comes with 43 seconds to go in the game. The extra point good, and Seals Grove Seals still lead 30-13. to 13. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Now Seals Grove will look to just field this one, and they can go into the best formation in football, and that's victory formation as the return man just lays down. That's Hoover just catching it, concedes the run back to the turf knowing and smartly doing that because it gives the offense and again they can kneel down and put this one away for the seals Grove seals dave great win here at home for the seals Grove seals this is a this is a heck of a win um and and it's it's it was a decisive victory too the seals grove um came out they they, they jumped right on them. they got a couple of scores and it, it looked like loyal sock well they did they got their momentum back in the third quarter and seals grove just took it they just took it back 
uh, with Teague Hoover's interception, and, and it, it's been no looking back. They've done a terrific job. Nice momentum builder to build into next week on the road to take on the Shimokin Indians. Again, you want to stick around, all updated scores. We'll find out how Shimokin is doing as they'll prep for the visitors yep. from Sealands Grove next week. And we're back to even. We're back to 3-3, three and three, and, and we're looking to improve that over the next few weeks and get that, ready for the playoffs. And with the kneel down, that will be the final play of the game. Seals Grove bounced back from a loss a week ago to the Berwick Bulldogs to get the victory over the Little Sock Lancers, and the Little Sock Lancers will fall to 3-3. Three and three. Seals Grove will prove to 3-3. Three and three. Both teams admit at midfield for the traditional handshake. Seals Grove Seals win this one over the Loyal Sock Lancers, 30-13. to 13. We'll step aside, come back, get some updated scores, and start the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show for you. Oh, right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hey, everyone. Now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup, and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at errands.com. Hope to see ya. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Eagle107.com Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Sean Carey in studio. Seals tonight even up their record on the season to 3-3 three and three as they defeat the Loyal Sock Lancers by a score of 30-13. to 13. Just a few seconds away, we'll start our Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Scores from across the valley tonight. Jersey Shore defeating Shemokin 35-14. Shemokin will entertain the Seals next Friday night here on Eagle 107. Another big night for the Southern Columbia Tigers as they trounce South Williamsport 76-6. That means two games this season. The Tigers have put up 76 points, but this is the first time that they've let their opposition score this season. Warrior run with a big win tonight at home, 42-0. They shut out Hughesville. Central Columbia defeating Danville, 41-7. Danville falls to 4-2. Currently on 100.9, the Valley just started the fourth quarter. Shikalemi with an easy time tonight, ruining Central Mountain's homecoming. Uh, homecoming. Braves 50, Wildcats 7. Scores in the fourth quarter. Mount Carmel 42, Mifflinburg 13, Tri-Valley leading Halifax 26-7. And again, the final tonight here on Eagle 107 at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. The Seals defeating the Loyal Sock Lancers 30-13. It's time for the Seals postgame show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Your first these report to the Homefield Press Box right away, Amber. Remember here on Eagle 107, you can hear Bucknell football tomorrow afternoon. The Bison host Princeton at Christie. Join Doug Burtz on Kevin Her pregame show at 3, kickoff 3.30 on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Also, you want to 
Here's some more football here on the Sun Bear Broadcasting family of stations. The Steelers look to win number one on Monday night as they'll open play in the AFC North with the, the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Monday night, pregame show at 6.15, kickoff 8.15 on 100.9. The Valley. Dave has made his way down on the field, but Derek has, uh, he is going to uh, talk over the victory with his team, and when he's done there, we'll be able to jump in. Dave's also going to grab a player to chit-chat as well after this victory for the Seals Grove Seals as they win this one, 30-13, to to improve to 3-3 three and three on the season. The scoring got started with 3 minutes and 20 seconds go in the first quarter when Danny Schock got his second rushing touchdown of the season. One yard out was a keeper, ended a five-play drive. Taking 58 yards, 1 minute and 40 seconds, extra point good, and it was 7-0 lead at that point for the Sealens Grove Seals. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter, but Nate Schoen would get in the mix. Four-yard touchdown run with 11-16 to go in the first half, completing a four-play 15-yard drive, taking 1 minute and 51 seconds. Extra point blocked, but Seals Grove led 13-0, and that would be the score at the end of the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Shachone would get his second touchdown of the night, his fifth on the season from seven yards out, completing a two-play drive with four minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. Extra point good, and Seals Grove lead was 20 to nothing at that point. Then Loyal Sock would get on the board as Hill would take it from three yards out, completing a 10-play, 70-yard drive for the Lancers. Extra point blocked, but Seals Grove still led 20 to six. And that would be the score at the end of the third quarter. Then Kyle Rule would get in the mix, on a 21-yard field goal with 8.44 to go in the ball game, completing the most impressive drive by Seals Grove, going nine plays, 57 yards, taking three minutes and 58 seconds. And again, Rule finished it off with that 21-yard field goal to push the lead at 23-6. And then Ryan Allman to get in the mix with a two-yard touchdown, 7.55 to play. That was after... Uh, Josh Nyland's interception was able to take it to the two-yard line. Ryan Allman finished it off with his first touchdown of the season. The extra point good, and Seals Grove led 30-6. to The final score on the night would come by the Loyal Sock Lancers as they completed a 17-play drive going 70 yards, taking seven minutes and five seconds. The extra point good, and it would cut the Seals Grove lead to 30-13, to but it would not be enough. Seals Grove would win this one 30-13 to over the Loyal Sock Lancers again. Seals Grove improving to 3-3. Three and three. Loyal Sock drops to 3-3. Three and three. And next week for the Loyal Sock Lancers, they'll take on the Mifflinburg Wildcats. For the Seals Grove Seals next week, of course, they'll take on the Shemokin Indians. And again, both teams sitting at 3-3. Three and three. Well, the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game was the interception by Teague Hoover. As it looked like the Loyal Sock Lancers were going to cut into the 13-0 lead and make it a one-point score. But it's Teague Hoover's interception that chose to be the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play. The game Schmokin Dam Health Center and Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. The Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Looking down on the field, and Dave's All right, we're on the field after the game. The Seals Grow Seals just beat the Loyal Sock Lancers. 30 to 13 a big win and i am here with one of my favorite seals nick schaefer nick schaefer i saw a transition this week you went from 
being up on two feet down to having your hand on the ground at defensive end, so linebacker, defensive end, or defensive tackle. What are your thoughts on that? What happened? That was pretty fun. I liked, uh, I liked it because they were very fast. I could just run right by them. I'll be honest with you. You had a heck of a game. I was watching you. I'm not sure what your coach is going to tell you this week, but you got you won my uh, approval, buddy. You did a heck of a job. Tell us about the team. What, what, what do you what do you think about the team win tonight? Uh, I think uh, the defense played really good, and uh, we need to get it moving on offense next week even more. We got to start driving the feet on a uh, line. That's what it's all about, buddy. It's all about foot drive. Hey, congratulations, Nick. You take care. Great job tonight. Coach Hicks, good win tonight. How are you feeling? Good, 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 good. Coach, I got I got a couple of questions for you, specific questions. Well, it's never good when you write things down. I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, wait, you know me too I, do. I have to write everything down. I don't remember anything. Okay. You know that. No, no, true man. story, true now, story. Met, Metzger's fake punt. Yes. I'm taking bets. Was that called from the bench, or was that Metzger's idea? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so early in the game, uh, Chip up top radioed down and said, hey, I think Wyatt can run it. They're just kind of bailing. And we, we, we're at fourth and ten, and I'm like, that's an awful. In your own territory. In our own territory. That's an awfully long run. And then they, we had the penalty, and it was fourth and five. And I got Dean Hollenbach. I told Wyatt, hey, roll out. If it's there, go. And I didn't think it was there. And he tucked the ball. I was like, oh, geez. Um, but, yeah, so it was – I gave him the green light, and he, uh, you know, took full advantage. And in hindsight, you give Wyatt the choice to run the football or punt, he ain't punting. He's going to run. Oh, yeah, he right? ain't punting. Now, in all honesty, I – you were the genius after that play, but if he had fallen a yard short of where he was, eh, you probably wouldn't have been a genius then, but that was a good call. Coach. Yeah, I mean, well, that's coaching. You're either a hero or a zero. You know, you, you, you take those chances and then see how it goes. So, Coach, um, tell me about this. You guys had great momentum. You were up 13 nothing. You went in half. You came back out, and it looked like Loyal Sock took the momentum. And, and so tell me tell me about how big Teague Hoover's interception was. That was huge. I mean, we came out and, uh, you know, Went, went three and out. We punted. They have the ball at midfield, and then they're driving. And, uh, you know, they were just kind of – Kavanaugh was picking us apart. So um, I, I flipped it over to man coverage, and fortunately we got pressure. The man coverage, I, I don't think he was expecting. He didn't read it and uh, kind of threw one up, and Teague was exactly where you want a safety when you're running that man coverage. Absolutely. Uh, Teague Hoover is a player, and he's a, that young man is a player, I, that, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, Teague. I mean, my God, does he hit too? I, I, I mean, he, he's 140 pounds soaking wet, and uh, you know, someday when he's out there at about 180, it's going to be scary. Uh, they should make him illegal. He's 180 pounds. Seriously, he'll hurt somebody. Yeah, he's a missile, he, and he embraces it. He just loves to hit. Okay, a couple more questions, just uh, real, real quick. Here. Nate Jones throw. Tell me about it. So. You know, obviously we know people are respecting Nate Schoen, and we know that backers and, and corners, you run a toss with them, they're, they're coming for him. Um, so we put it in thinking, um, you know, we'll get Cansey to set up like he's blocking, take off, do the old toss pass, and uh, talk about lucky because their cornerback played it very well. You know, he stayed with Christian, he stayed deep, the state safety stayed deep, and I'm thinking Nate just tuck it and go, and he threw her up there, and Christian made one heck of a catch. That was a good effort by Christian. Holy cow. Now, last last, uh, last question here, Coach. I don't want to keep you all night, although I could. This is fun. Um, you kept your starters into the very end. Both teams did. 
What was your thought behind that? You know, honestly, they, they were driving the field, and, um, you know, we just need we need to keep improving. And, uh, you know, there's two, three minutes to go. They're keeping theirs in. We're keeping ours in. And, honestly, I, I wanted to see, now that the adrenaline wore off, could our defense step up? And, you know, they made – I mean, it was a six, seven-minute drive. They made them work for it, gave up the touchdown in the end. Uh, but, again, they had the, they had fight till the end, which is what we're looking for. So next week, Shemokin. A uh, bit of a grudge match? Yeah, oh yeah, after last year, you know, tight game early, and then they blew it open in the second half. So, our kids will be hyped, and, you know, anytime you're going to play Schmokin, it's going to be a physical football game. As usual. All right, Coach, congratulations. Good luck. All right, thank you. Appreciate from down on the field as Dave was able to check in with Nick Schaefer. Had a big game again. He went from the linebacker down the defensive line and really made his... Uh, made his mark from that position, so was able to check in with Dave. Appreciate that. And also the head man, Derek Hicks, as the Seals Grove Seals gets the victory over the Loyal Sock Lancers, and they win this one 30-13. And again, the Schmokin Dam Hill Center backbreaker play of the game is Teague Hoover's interception. Derek mentioned that, and what a big play that was for the Seals Grove Seals. We're going to step aside, come back, continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show, the Seals Grove Football, presented by Seals Grove 4 on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. For the first time in Aubrey Alexander Toyota history, we're having Lyle's Big Little Red Tent event. Thursday, September 26th through Monday, September 30th, all vehicles will be drastically reduced. Over 155 pre-owned vehicles on location and almost 2,000 in all. Don't miss out on Lyle's Big Little Red Tent event saving sale absolutely ends September 30th at 8 p.m. Only at Aubrey Alexander Toyota on the Strip in Sealands Grove. Tell them Johnny say it. Eagle107.com. Welcome back to the Service Electric Cable Vision post game show. Pat O'Brien along with Dave Hess making his way back up from the field after checking in with Coach Derek Hicks and Nick Schaefer, also Zach Showers, our stat guy, and our producer, Sean Carey. Our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week was the 4 1 Danville Ironman traveling to take on Central Columbia. And that was all Central Columbia, 41-7. Central Columbia improves a record, the 4-2. Danville drops to 4-2 as well. And again, thanks Murphy. Thank Murphy and my wife, Teresa. We got a fries at halftime. That doesn't always happen. Appreciate that. Had to bring it up for me and Dave. I didn't know if Zach wanted another bushel of fries or not, but uh, we will do it next time. And he, he's giving me the wave that uh, maybe next time it will be fries for all three of us. So appreciate that from my family taking care of us. And, they were very good, so we appreciate that, uh, that that little treat for us at halftime. Taking a look at numbers here, given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Again, Seals Grove wins this one 30-13. They do it behind 11 first downs, 68 yards rushing, 112 yards passing, so 180 yards total offense for the Seals Grove Seals in this one. They bettered their average on the season, so uh, a nice positive outlook for the Seals Grove Seals, but on the flip side, eight penalties, 70 yards. Got to get that corrected for the Seals Grove Seals, but again, 180 yards total offense, 112 of them coming uh, through the air 
for the Seals Grove Seals. For the Lowestock Lancers, they did end up with 15 first downs, which is beyond uh, their average of 13 first downs. They had two 70-yard drives, so that's where they get majority of those first downs, and they were able to get the ball down and get points on the board. But Seals Grove was able to win this one 30-13. Lowestock Lancers, 90 yards rushing, 143 yards passing, so 233 yards total offense for the Lowestock Lancers. Lowestock had six penalties for 46 yards. They did throw two interceptions. Nyland had one, and uh, Teague Hoover had the other for the Seals Grove Seals. And uh, the big return by Nyland set up that touchdown run by Ryan Almond. Look at individual numbers. First four of the Lowell Sock Lancers. In the rushing department, Cavanaugh, 13 carries, 47 yards. Seals Grove able to hold down another rushing attack by an opponent. This time they were able to hold Hill to just 31 yards on 19 carries. He did have a touchdown for the Lowell Sock Lancers. And Moyer had six carries. Mayor, excuse me, had six carries for 11 yards. Cavanaugh, Tough kid. Tough quarterback, junior quarterback for the Lowell Sock Lancers, was being chased all night, and he ended up 9 for 17, 143 yards touchdown, and two interceptions. His main target, Geyer, tonight, four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Watkins came in with 22 catches on the season. He only ended up with three catches for 36 yards. So Seals Grove defense once again holding down that balance attack coming into tonight by the Lowell Sock Lancers. Individual numbers for the Seals Grove Seals, Danny Schock, 9 for 16, 81 yards. Schoen had one pass, one completion, 31 yards. That went to Christian Kantz. Christian Kantz ended up with three catches, 70 yards. Nyland, four catches for 37 yards. Ryan Almond had one catch for 12 yards. In the rushing department, Nate Schoen, 13 carries, 44 yards, two touchdowns. That matches his two-touchdown performance against the Shikalemi Braves a couple weeks ago. Ryan Almond, seven carries, 44 yards and a touchdown. And Danny Schock got a touchdown rush as well for the Sealands Grove Seals. Again, they go on to win this one with 180 total yards to Loyal Sox 233. And Sealands Grove got 11 first downs. So a little more balance, a little more on the positive side of things for the Sealands Grove Seals. And Dave always asks, when you come up from down on the field, you're, you know, your feel from down on the field after talking to Nick a little bit and then Coach Hicks. But, uh, the feeling must be feeling that the the atmosphere and the feeling it must be good as these teams get ready to move into uh, week seven. It's tremendous. Uh, it, there was celebration, but it was focused celebration. There was a lot of talk about uh, what they could do better. The coach had just talked to them, Coach X. He told them, you know, we got to clean this up. We got to do that. You did this well, and and the the kids were lamenting on that. Uh, they were they were focused and. They're they're ready to get after Shemokin. Um, you know, this is a bit of a grudge match based on what happened last year. Uh, but yeah, it was very celebratory, but but uh, again, focused. And that's what they're going to need to do as they continue. And we think they are in a position to get a nice run together. This is a confidence builder as they move through the rest of the season uh, as they are looking to make that stretch run and look for district playoff action. Hey, on Eagle 107, you can join Sean Carey in the afternoon for the last few hours of your workday. We'll keep those seven-song supersets going every hour and crank up the rock and roll with the 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. And on Friday, Sean kicks off the block party weekend at 3 p.m., all on Eagle 107. Again, Seals Grove wins this one 30-13. Next week, they'll take on the Shemokin Indians. Also, I want to remind you, you can listen to Bucknell Bison football. You can hear that here on Eagle 107 with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hur, and again, starting with the Bison buildup. 
Thanks for joining us here for Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Next week, the Seals will take on Shemokin at Kemp Memorial Stadium. Catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, Dave S. starting at 6. The Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the 7 o'clock kickoff from Kemp Memorial Stadium. Again, that wraps things up here. Wraps up the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Again, Seals Grove wins this one 30 to 13, approved to 3 and 3. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Dave S., this is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football game on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.